You are listening to Let's Talk Trio on podcasts. Keep up with the latest episodes by downloading the Podbean app or stream episodes via our social media accounts. Search for Let's Talk Trio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This episode is sponsored by Student Access. Student Access, the leader in Trio software. Student Access is an online database solution that allows TRIO programs to track their students' information, connect with students by text messages, streamline the APR, and work from anywhere, all online, with automatic updates for changes from the Department of Education. Their technical support team includes former TRIO staff and has over 50 years of combined experience working with TRIO. Make it easier to focus on your priority, the students. For more information and to request a free demo, visit their website at www.studentaccess.com or call them toll-free at 1-800-801-1232. That website again is www.studentaccess.com or 1-800-801-1232. Be sure to share your favorite episodes on your social media by tapping that share button. This is a great way to support the podcast. Now here's your host, Juan Rivas. Thank you, Amelia, for that wonderful introduction. Hello, listener, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Trio. I am your host, Juan Rivas. In today's episode, we have DeKendrick Murray, who is a four-time Trio alum with Talent Search, Upward Bound, Upward Bound Math Science, Student Support Services, and the Trio McNair Program. DeKendrick is on the podcast to talk about his educational journey, his various trio experiences, and some insight into persistence in education. A huge thanks to our sponsors, Angelica Villalpando, Rosario O'Reilly, Dr. Ryan Barone, Dr. Jamie Motley, Jaded Electronics, Angelica Valdez, TrioJobList.com, and Student Access. Thank you all so much for your continued support of this podcast. You too can be a sponsor of the Let's Talk Trio podcast. Head on over to Patreon and search for Let's Talk Trio. Choose one of four patron levels. You can support this podcast for as little as a dollar a month. A dollar a month goes a long way in supporting this podcast. If you own a business and would like to advertise on Let's Talk Trio, connect with us via email at letstalktrio at gmail.com. Again, that email is letstalktrio at gmail.com. If you would like to nominate a participant, staff, or alumni to be on the podcast, send us an email at letstalktrio at gmail.com. That email again is letstalktrio at gmail.com. Again, a great episode featuring DeKendrick Murray. We had a bunch of great laughs, great conversation, and just a great discussion overall. DeKendrick, thank you so much. Uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Hi, Trio Nation. My guest on the Let's Talk Trio podcast is a four-time Trio alum for the Trio programs at Trio Talent Search at Florida A&M University, Upward Bound at Florida State University, Upward Bound Math Science at Morehouse College, and Trio McNair at the University of Florida. He holds a Master of Science in Instructional Leadership and Organizational Development from Jacksonville University and a Bachelor of Science in Family, Youth, and Community Sciences from the University of Florida. 
He currently serves as the Executive Director for Student Access and Success at North Carolina Central University. Our guest received the Florida Trio Achiever Award in 2018 and has remained professionally active within the trio community. In his time off, our guest enjoys songwriting, the gym, hanging out with his wife, Sabrine, and their daughter, Kendall. Welcome to the podcast, the Kendrick Murray. The Kendrick, welcome. Thank you, man. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here today. <laughs> I'm so excited to be connecting with you. Uh, so glad to have you on. How are you? Doing pretty good, pretty good, man. Uh, summertime here in, in uh, North Carolina, and so it's not that it's like that nice weather, you know, a little bit, a little oh, bit nice warm, one, yeah. a little bit cool. We're in that nice time right now, so I'm enjoying that. <laughs> right on. So, so almost the summertime. I've, uh, I guess transitioning into summer for North Carolina. How are things over there? Yeah, definitely, 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 man. The the weather is great. Uh, we're preparing for summer programs here, so. Um, as you mentioned, I work for North Carolina Central University, uh, Executive Director for Student Access and Success. And so we have uh, have the luxury of overseeing our two Upper Bound programs, in addition to our TRIO SSS Disability Program and uh, Student Accessibility Services. And right now we're gearing up for all of our summer programs. So we're hot in the moment right now. Wow. <laughs> very, very busy time of year. For So for most universities and colleges, April and May is a time that simultaneously is both busiest and it's slowest. I think for student support services, it slows down for a little bit, but for Upper Bound, <laughs> it seems to accelerate. Where does that land for you? I mean, you seem to be uh, kind of in the business <laughs> season, right? Yeah, man. You know, I'm a, I'm a little bit of both places right now. I'm slowed down a little bit, but also <laughs> gearing up for our Upper Bounders to get on campus. They'll be uh, on campus uh, starting June 20, uh, 25th that week. So we're, we're gearing up for that. And um you know, with our SSS program, as you said, it kind of slowed down. So, you know, our students are nice. They're getting ready for summer internships oh, and going yeah. back home and all that kind of good stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's been pretty fun. Uh, but now uh, we're in that that middle gear. So super excited, though. My team and I are actually doing an in-service training next week. So we're going to be doing some professional development, oh, wow. uh, you yeah. know, getting away from campus a little bit so that we can kind of focus and reset and just prepare for, for summer at its finest. <laughs> Absolutely. That's awesome. So those in-services that you're talking about, is that usually a good time to disconnect from the university and get to kind of feel the team a little bit more like where they're at? Definitely, definitely. You know, we get a chance to kind of discuss, you know, some of our highs, some of our lows, uh, and as well as just get to know each other personally. Uh, I'm really big on team building and, and engagement and stuff like that. So, you know, we're we're learning about each other's families. We're uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Wild and Out, but there's like this one song that they oh, do yeah. like at the family reunion, you know, who we're introducing. <laughs> and so we're doing activities like that so we can build that sense of community. Uh, we're talking and we're having those hard conversations like, hey, maybe I hit the mark here. Maybe I didn't hit the mark there. Mm, um, mm -hmm. And we're also just kind of planning out our calendar for the upcoming year. Uh, wow. You know, as we've kind of expanded in programs, we 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 strive to be really strategic in what we're doing and how can we cross collaborate, you know, and how can we bring in other campus partners to kind of support us. So um, it's it's a truly, truly a good time. We'll be uh, doing that for about three days. So we're super excited about that. Wonderful. Uh, what is something that you're very proud to have accomplished this semester or so far this year? Personal or professional? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I'll, I'll give you two. I would say one from the uh, professional standpoint. And so this year, uh, so fun fact at North Carolina State University, we uh, created a conference. It's called the Trio Student Access and Success Conference. Oh, interesting. And so um, uh, we created it maybe about two years ago, really to, you know, um, provide student development opportunities for, you know, our different trio colleagues throughout the nation, as well as locally and different things like that. Mm -hmm. um, our first conference, uh, we had about 59 attendees, but this year's conference wow. had um, over 230 people in attendance. Wow. And so uh, 
you know, that was like a major accomplishment for our team. Uh, just really seeing the the hard work of promoting and interacting and even having some schools come back from last year, you know, to come back and bring new students for this year. So that was really, really exciting as well, too. Um, wow. And then, of course, you know, receiving those upper bound grants this year, uh, I spent a lot of uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> late nights mm-hmm. working, uh, <laughs> me and my team grinding and different things and stuff like that. So to see those kind of pay off and, you know, we we brought uh, $2.87 million to the university. That wow. was really, really, really a highlight um, of this year. Um, and then I would say personally for me, uh, one of one of my personal biggest highlights is I think that I've become more consistent in the gym. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm one of those kind of people where I set out lots of goals and lots of ambi- uh, not lots of ambitions, but lots of goals uh, co- mm-hmm. uh, concerning my ambitions and different things like that. Yeah. And so one of the ones on my list that always kept I kept not meeting the mark on was going to the gym consistently. <laughs> I just want to be at the gym. It's a few days a week you know, just kind of have something going with my life. And so this year I've been so much more consistent than in any other year. Um, and it's been really, really, really exciting kind of seeing myself on the journey mm-hmm. because um, I went from, again, not going to a gym at all <laughs> to, mm-hmm. you know, getting the uh, uh, membership at the YMCA and all that kind of stuff and 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 just loving it, man. So just going there, put on my headphones and just zone out a little bit. Yeah. And it honestly kind of helps to just balance life, you know, between, you know, all the awesome work at, at um, for NCCU, balancing home and different things and stuff like that. So it's kind of like this extra little niche of mine that I can just kind of go into my little personal space. So that would definitely be my personal accomplishment. <laughs> Kendrick, that's amazing. And you're going to have to either uh, lend me some of that energy because I've been <laughs> intending to go to the gym, but I, I keep psyching myself out or not going. So send some energy this way. <laughs> Look, I got you, man. I'm telling you. And it's, and it's like this journey, man, uh, because those, there's some days where I'm just like, oh, yes, super easy. Feel good, feel motivated. Let's go. Mm-hmm. There's other days it's like, hmm. Today was a long day. Mm-hmm, we should. Mm-hmm, you deserve yeah. this break, Kendrick. You deserve <laughs> to go sit home yeah. and get your chips mm. and you know cuddle up with your wife and watch Married at First Sight or yeah. something. Like you deserve. <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, and some weeks are really good. Some weeks are you know growing. Um, but uh, like I said, this year has been such a great wave up compared to previous years. So I'm just like, man, if I can, if I can keep that up and, you know, just really stick to it, I can really kind of get myself in the shape that I want to be in. So <laughs> that's wonderful. The Kendrick, that's awesome. I, I joke with my staff and say it's a hot dad summer. So <laughs> <laughs> well, hats off to you, my friend. I think that's, that's awesome. Setting out your goals and accomplishing them. Uh, so I'm going to actually now kind of give an inverse question of, what goal do you have yet to accomplish or is in your radar that you're like, I really want to get to that goal? Yeah. So I would say, um, I would say personally, uh, one of the goals that I, I'm really super excited that I would love to accomplish is I really want to be a homeowner one day. Um, a homeowner. Yeah. You know, like a homeowner and, uh, and not just like, a you know, a homeowner, but multiple homes, you know, I'd love to, to be able to have rental properties and different things and stuff of that nature. So that would be like a personal goal that I have yet to accomplish yet. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I would say a professional one. um, So I recently got accepted into a doctoral program. uh, So uh, congratulations to kind of, you know, press on through that over the next (laughs) three, (laughs) 3.5 years and come out on the other side. So 
that's definitely one of those goals. Um, it's so funny because so many people all the time say, you know, Dr. Murray, Dr. Murray. I'm like, oh, it's just Mr. Murray for right now, <laughs> you know. And they're like, oh, well, you know, we'll speak it into life. I'm like, yes, go ahead and speak that. You know, that is right manifestation. It's it's gonna happen, and they're, they're speaking it. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, was, you know, it, yeah, you know, and I believe life and death in the power of the tongue. So you know, as a believer, I'm like, hey, go ahead, speak that. I I I declare Absolutely. and decree it. And so, uh, that's that's one of those goals that I'm super excited about, and uh, just super excited for the journey. Uh, as a person who, you know, has accessibility needs, I plan to get involved with the student uh, disability office at the university. Um, I plan to take advantage of all the resources out there as a higher education professional, just in general myself. And so, you know, it's really one of those exciting things that, man, I think once I get to the end of it, it's going to be like, wow, you absolutely. did it, Joe, you know? Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. What is something that you hope to gain from getting a doctoral degree? Definitely, 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 man. So my program specifically, so shout out to Liberty University, uh, but I will be uh, getting my uh, doctoral degree in community care and counseling with a focus specifically on trauma. So I'm super excited because, you know, oftentimes uh, one um, in our uh, lower income, first generation communities, but also just underserved communities in general, people of color, stuff like that. I really want to work within, um, you know, those communities, uh, which I'm a part of myself. But to you know, work with our youth and, you know, help them to process the different traumas of life, uh, whether that be traumas as a child, but also traumas as a young adult. And what does that look like? So, yeah. you know, over the next three years, I'm going to be studying various types of trauma from childhood to uh, things with family to things with, um, you know, just life. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, I've taken uh, my first class is actually going to be this uh, class centered around group counseling. And so I've oh, got wow. my textbooks in. I'm super excited. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, they started to come on in. So multicultural counseling therapy. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, community <laughs> psychology. And so yeah. I'm just really, really excited because um, I just I, one I love to learn. But two, I'm really excited for this because I just really want to continue to give back to the community um, mm. and continue to just inspire and empower um, youth and young adults. And so. Um, I'm really, really, really excited to kind of expand my knowledge in that area so that I can be more, you know, even more beneficial to my pre-college students, but also to my college students. So definitely, definitely. Absolutely. That is super important. So earlier in the podcast, uh, I had mentioned that you are a songwriter and you now getting into the gym. How did that happen for you? How did you get into that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So the, the gym kind of came about, the gym has been a goal for like years, man. Um, I remember being in college, I would drop my little vision boards and I'm like, all right, mm -hmm. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to go to the gym. And the gym, like I said, for years, so many years, it was never getting done. I would accomplish everything on the list. <laughs> except <for> the gym. <laughs> so I said, you know what? Something has to shift. Um, and another part of it was just just generally health. Um, you know, uh, uh, on a personal note, my uh, grandfather um, actually passed away at 35 years old from a heart attack. Oh, I'm sorry uh, to hear that. And yeah. And so, you know, I'm just... Uh, I just turned 31 in December of last year, you know, and so, you know, I aspire to live a, a pretty long life. And so, you know, I just want to make sure that I'm taking care of myself, my health and just optimizing. And so I started to to kind of put a focus there, um, you know, I have a, a little one. Uh, my daughter's four years old. She'll be five Aww. this summer. And so, you know, I want to see her grow old and see her get married and see her go to college and, you know, all these kind of things. And I want to grow with my wife, you know, Absolutely. I want that notebook love, you know, where we just both go ahead and pass away <laughs> together at the end of life. You know? so, <laughs> I love that aspiration. I love that. Yes. You know, and so I'm like, you know, how can I? 
how can I do some of the just the, the natural things right to kind of work on that? So that's how that piece kind of came about. Okay. And then songwriting, man. So fun fact, uh, my mom raised me, my two sisters and my three cousins in a three bedroom trailer, $28,000. So shout out to now Dr. Tracy Daniels. So she's oh, now a doctor. So amazing. shout out to my mom. Uh, so she went to school, ended up starting school while, uh, while I was in high school. She started her bachelor's degree. Uh, then she uh, got her master's and then she went on to get her doctoral degree. And so wow. uh, just a really, really, really inspiring woman. Uh, but as a child, me and my sisters, my cousins, we had like this little group and we just mm-hmm. kind of like make up songs and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, you know, just do little dance routines. And yeah, it was kind of kind of super fun. It just kind of stuck with me. But as an adult. Um, I write a lot of worship songs. Um, mm-hmm. As I mentioned, I'm a believer. And so I love just writing these these songs to to, to God and just kind of talking about either one, overcoming, um, acknowledging who he is to me, um, mm-hmm. and just really kind of kind of uh just spending that time. And so, you know, maybe one day I'll I'll have some some I'll be like a ghostwriter or something for like a worship. Oh, there you go. Like that. We, we never know. <laughs> we won't that. close yeah. the door. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I just love it, man. And uh, it's always crazy. Like if I feel overwhelmed, I can just go to like my little notepad and just kind of sing, start singing one of the songs that I've written. And I find the immediate piece that I might need for that moment in addition to reading my Bible. So uh, that's, that's kind of awesome. how that that piece got started as well, too. <laughs> so Kendrick, it sounds like you you take your creative energy, you channel it in, in your notepad to really, uh, as you say, you just, you do the songwriting, which brings you peace and a, a lot of it sounds like a lot of creative energy, too. Definitely, man. Definitely, man. It is so crazy. And, you know, I as as a professional, right, it's so crazy for me how much my faith is intertwined in that. Even mm. just the ideas that I'll get. Like, I remember one time I was actually talking to one of my old supervisors and we were getting ready to rewrite uh, the SSS grant for this last grant cycle. And this is before it came out, before they had dropped the request for a proposal. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I said, hey, we really need to build in like this career exploration piece and do like some career counseling, some some virtual career trips or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then they dropped their request for, for, for proposals. And it was all about part of the CPPs were about career and career exploration wow. and stuff like that. And so I just really yeah. feel like, you know, the Lord is with me and he's guiding me and leading me and just some of the creative ideas, the time frames, the different things. I just feel like a lot of stuff is divine. And so I just kind of I'm like, all right, God, whatever you're leading, whatever you're saying, I just mm-hmm. try to be in step. If he's telling me to watch this or watch that. I'm trying to, you know, be cautious about that. And if he's telling me run, I'm like, all right, let's run. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you've ever seen that TikTok, but there's this one TikTok where the person's just like, go. And they're like running. They're like, hold on, hold on. And they're just kind of swinging everywhere, you know. And so I just prepare myself for whatever that ride looks like. You know, yeah, absolutely. If we're going to take some breaks, if we're going to sit down. Mm. Um, and, you know, um, you know, and I'm not perfect at it. You know, there's days where I get up and I'm like, all right, God. Uh, I kind of got 15 billion things going on. I don't know if mm-hmm. I've gotten to my word yet, stuff like that. Um, but I really have just tried to keep uh, Jesus and God for me at the center of my very being. And, and as I've done that, man, just the amount of peace, the amount of joy and just the amount of um, confidence that doesn't have to do with anything for me. You know, mm-hmm. I, just, I just trust in him. So it's definitely nice. been helpful. Hey, Kendrick, <laughs> that, just to, to hear you say, uh, talk about your faith is amazing. Um, and Again, just a bunch of kudos and congratulations on getting grant awards. And that's amazing. So we're, we're going to be at this po- point of the podcast. We're going to rewind the clocks a little bit because what okay, we're going to okay. do is we're going to reflect on your upbringing and everything that's happened since you, know, you were little. Uh, do you remember what you wanted to be when you were little? 
Oh my gosh, dude. I remember so clearly. <laughs> so I literally told my wife this. So when I was about, uh, well, I had to be in middle school. And I remember I used to always draw like this little house, like this, well, it's like this nice house with uh-huh. a little white picket fence. Like literally the stories that you hear about, but the yeah, white yeah. picket fence, it was me, it was my wife, maybe like two or three kids and a little mm. dog. Uh-huh. <laughs> right so that was the first, first part yeah. but then it was like okay well let me think about careers right and so I was set on one of two careers one being a pharmacist or being a math teacher <laughs> <laughs> wow so, you were thinking it out already literally man and so it was crazy <laughs> so when I started college I started as a pharmacy major uh-huh. um, and so I said all right let me check this on out um, so I was taking my classes, all that kind of cool stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But I had kind of felt like I was like, man, I really I don't know if I want to do this full, fully. But I said, I definitely really like math. I like numbers, all that kind of stuff. Man, I can remember I, I remember the periodic table like that. Like, just mm-hmm. it's just it's a thing for, me. you know, numbers, yeah. all that kind of stuff is my thing. Yeah. Um, and so um, I ended up switching my major from that to uh, mathematics, actually, mm-hmm. Um Ended up, um, and, but then, you know, life was happening, stuff like that. So I decided not to finish the math degree, but I had taken so many math credits that literally I was able to still become a math teacher. What? <laughs> so, really? So, yeah. So wow. I became a math teacher. So I graduated college, became a math teacher. That was like my first uh, profession. And I loved it, man. Love, love my students. And so it was crazy because this, this dream of, you know, having be, become a math teacher, math teacher. Yeah, was yeah. still something I was still able to do. Love my <laughs> students. And they're literally amazing. like now graduating from college. I'm like, man, I'm getting old. You know, like, <laughs> and I taught them as sixth and seventh graders. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so like, I hear you. Like literally graduating from college, and you know, some of them ended up following me to the college. Yeah. Like wow. when I was uh, when they graduated from high school, they came onto the yeah. college. Uh, but I I literally remember being on the floor, man, just laying on the floor, just drawing like do 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 do, just living in like this land of man. I'm gonna have this one day, and. It's yeah. so, it's so funny. You know, there's like this one scripture that I love that talks about like the Lord gives you like the desires of your heart. Mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. was really, 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 truly a desire of my heart as a kid to, you know, to have this, this awesome family. And man, my wife is amazing, man. She keeps me so leveled and balanced and she keeps it so real with me. Mm. She, she does not let me slide, <laughs> you know, and, but it's that love that you need, you know, and it keeps Absolutely. you, keeps you tightened and keeps you, you moving forward. And she's so supportive. I actually ended up in trio, like working full time because of her. So, like I said, oh, I was really? a teacher. Yeah, so I was a teacher. Yeah. I was teaching math and and loving it, loving my students and stuff like that. And then a full time position came open at Jacksonville University um, mm-hmm. to be the first position was actually an academic advisor. Mm-hmm. And at that time, she said, "You should go for it." And I said, mm, "No, you know, because I'd always said I had always said um, at one point in my life I want to be I want to work for Trio. I want to do that at some point in my life." Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so she was like, "Yeah, you should go for it." And I was like, "No, you know." And so I let the opportunity just pass on by, um, and and then ironically, within the next four months, another opportunity at that same university came open, and it was a program coordinator position. And she was like, "Dude." you should go for it. You've been talking about this. You know, mm-hmm. you're so passionate about Trio, you're an alum, stuff like that. And so it's like, but it's going to be a pay cut, you know? And at that time I was a teacher, I was like, making like 39,000 anyway. And so <laughs> like, you know, like lady, right. we need all the funds that we can get. <laughs> and it was going to drop me to like literally like 30, 31, 32,000 or something like that. Yeah. 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 And so I'm like, yeah, she's like, but this is what you want to do, you know, invest in yourself, like take, take the time. And so I jumped out there on faith with her supporting me and, you know, ended up taking on the role, gained so much from that role, 
moved to, um, you know, uh, becoming a case manager at our community college there and mm-hmm. then an assistant director and now then a director and now an executive director. And so, you know, it, one, it pays to listen <laughs> to your significant really others. So if you are married out there, <laughs> listen to your spouse. There you go. <laughs> great great advice. <laughs> great advice, right? Awesome and even advice. if you're not married, listen to your spouse. They make you some good <laughs> advice. Uh, but two, you know, like trust your process, you know, and, you know, it may look different than you originally thought it was going to look, you know, uh, I, like I said, it was just a, a faith jump and mm-hmm. that faith mm-hmm. jump turned into, you know, this and that and so many different lived experiences and taking like my first plane ride with Trio in, uh, in, in, in college. I took my first plane, uh, my first plane ride in college, but then also getting a chance as a, a professional to go back to D.C. and lobby and all these different things. So it's like, you know, just take those faith jumps, man. And and that's kind of like what I ended up doing. Thanks to my wife. So shout out to you, Sabrina. Love you. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Uh, who had the greatest influence on you while you were in in school, whether elementary, middle school, high school, college? Yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh, man. So, uh, so a uh, few fun facts. So, um, when I grew up as a kid, so my mom, like I said, my mom raised me, uh, my two sisters and three cousins, um, later developed this awesome relationship with my dad. So shout out to him. But throughout my life, I felt like the Lord always placed these key like male father figures there to kind of like get me through the different seasons. Like I remember being in elementary school and our principal just took like a liking to supporting me and giving me mm-hmm. advice and different things and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of championing me. And that was super awesome too. Even in middle school, having, um, you know, mentor figures there and stuff like that. And then in, in high school, I never forget Calvin Robinson. If you ever listen to this, he was our mathematics teacher. So again, I think that's also where that love of math, he kept it going. But I was part of this thing called Men of Distinction. And so mm-hmm. it was a uh, it was all about male development. Uh, we'd meet mm-hmm. after school. We'd have real conversations about what is it like to be a male. You know, what is it? What are the different challenges that you may encounter? What are the different things that you need to be prepared for? Um, and then we'd even travel every year. We'd take a trip to I'll never forget it. We'd go to Memphis, Tennessee every year. Mm-hmm. Every year we'd go see the MLK, uh, the uh, the site where MLK was uh, was unfortunately shot down. We see the different museums in the area, and then we'd always travel up to Little Rock, Arkansas, where oh, wow. you know, the the segregation, you know, the uh, yeah. the Little Rock Nine, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and the first integrated high school, and so um, we'd go there every single year. And one of the things that I appreciated was that it kind of just instilled these these strong values, right? These values for service and community and giving back. Because on that trip, we'd also always go to St. Jude's Hospital. So that was always a part of the trip too. And we do some community service. And so as a high schooler, you know, in the moment, you may not have thought about, man, like all these different life lessons that that you're being taught. But as an adult, like I can reflect on that and see that like, man, that was really a crucial part of my childhood Mm -hmm. growing up and kind of experiencing that. So mm-hmm. definitely shout out to uh, to Dr. Calvin Robinson for that, because it definitely um, created, and I guess for me, that that greater sense of community, service and engagement. And then lastly, I definitely have to give a shout out to the uh, trio people in my area that really like, oh my gosh, they like nurtured and supported. And they were right there with my mom and my grandma and, and my family just really supported me there. Um, so Dr. Angela Coleman, who is like literally like my boss's boss now, <laughs> by Chancellor <laughs> of Student Affairs at North Carolina Central University, Miss mm-hmm. uh, uh, Livia Wiley-Jackson, 
uh, uh, Mr. Robert Gaines, and then Mr. Charlie Davis, of course. But these were like my trio, and Mr. Michael Maxwell. Cannot forget Mr. Michael Maxwell. That's Sayab King right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but when I was in these uh, trio programs in high school, they were so influential. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, during my college years, I have to give a shout out to Dr. Uh, Samisha Barnes and Dr. Angelia Browdy uh, and Leslie, Dr. Leslie Pendleton. She was uh, she's non trio, but she was all about first generation student success. And so I, there's just been so many different people throughout my journey that have just kind of like really supported me, advocated for me, and just really helped to steer me um, in, in my directions. When I was a college student, thinking about my major and what I wanted to finally land on, you know, they were there listening to me, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, yeah, maybe you should look at this, at this. Maybe you should think about that, you know? Absolutely. Um, and even as a child, you know, it was, it was that same way, just that, that constant love and support and my godmother, oh my gosh, Barbara Reeves, if you ever listen to this, which you <laughs> probably will not, <laughs> I'll send it to you just so you can hear this part. Man, she was such a force in my life as a as a young as a young child, and just mm -hmm. really there supporting me, um, you know, just really there, just championing me, championing my success, uh, allow me to stay with her for a time period. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. Like all this, just amazing stuff. So definitely some some great people in my life. So you had a lot of crucial support. It sounds like uh, from definitely, all man. from elementary all the way through college, and like you were talking about, how important that is to be nurtured and to to have that support. I mean, that's outstanding. No, it is, man. It is. It's so, so important. And, you know, even as, you know, if you're a college student listening to this, I encourage you find your village, you know, even at your colleges, you know, go in, and go and meet your trio staff members, go and meet your first generation student success staff members, go and meet the, the random tutor <laughs> person or department <laughs> right. director, right. you know, find, find your people, you know, even if it's a faculty member and, you know, don't feel like you have to talk to these people every day, you know, you can talk to them once a week, twice a month, you know, whatever that looks like, but find those people that you can go to and kind of, you know, uh, get that support. I always tell our students that, you know, we're kind of like that iPhone when it used to have the home button, you know, oh, yeah. like life may be happening, but you could just press that home button and come on back to us, you know, right? we can help you get it figured on out. Very good. You know, don't I like feel that like analogy. you're in it by yourself. <laughs> don't feel like, you know, you can't ask the questions that you need when life gets really hard, when you're like, man, I think I'm about to fail this class, but I'm not about to fail this class. <laughs> right. Like, just just come and get the help and we can help you figure out if you need to drop it or if you need to keep it. You know, we'll always keep it real with you. So that's yeah. that's one of the things I say about hiring <laughs> professionals. They keep it real. They're not sugarcoated for you. Right. Oh, my so, gosh. You know, but they'll definitely be there to support you. <laughs> you and I share some similarities in that uh, we both uh, grew up in trio. So I was upward bound uh, in high school and okay. uh, student support services in college. And you're right on the money. It's, it's uh, those folks that really help with that crucial connection to kind of bring you back. Uh, so it, yeah, really, it brought back mega memories of me and you just talking like my advisor and my my upper bound director just kind of like, hey, don't give up on yourself. Like, yes, you had yes. maybe one bad semester, but let's not give up. Let's keep going. Right. That's it, man. That's it. And especially, you know, you know, sometimes you think about being a first generation college student, you know, oh, so yeah. or even a low income college student, we can be very de uh, independent. You know, oh, yeah. so you know, we we either had to get to college by ourselves, we had to find scholarships by ourselves. You know, sometimes we have we've had all these different lived experiences that although we may have had support, it feels like sometimes we're uh, we're fighting by ourselves sometimes. And so mm -hmm. learning mm -hmm. to be like, OK, somebody's here to help me. Yeah. Let me receive that. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, or maybe they're not yes. just coming to me, but maybe I need to go to them, you know, so mm -hmm. yes. I hands out agree with that one. <laughs> uh, Kendrick, I mean, and just really quickly, that's the that's the toughest part I had to learn was uh, 
you know, when, when upper bound wasn't reaching out, it was me reaching out to upper bound and saying, uh-huh, Hey, I need uh-huh. help. Like learning, having to just learn mm-hmm. that part. That was, that was kind of hard. Oh no, it is, man. It's, it's literally that journey, man. And, you know, I've had to, I've had to learn over time and because you start to think about the missed opportunities, you start Definitely. to think about yes. you know, all those different things. And there's a, a another scripture. I know I'm saying a lot of scripture, but I, oh, no, you're good. You're like good. Always flowing with me. Uh, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's this one scripture that also talks about, you know, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find and knock and the door shall be opened. And mm-hmm. so I've tried mm-hmm. to apply that principle in my life because literally there's always something out there. There's always an answer to a question. That's there's true. never a dumb question. There's never this. And like, just ask whatever you need, you know, and it's, you're going to get some sort of answer. Yeah. So, you know, you, uh, you could either, you know, ask and, and, and get some kind of clarity or you cannot ask and you, you get nothing. <laughs> you know? true. It's, it's, like a, it's, so it's true. like a potential and a loss, you know, <laughs> when they say you so miss, true. you miss all of the shots you don't take. Don't take. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, just give it a shot. 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so at this moment, Dick Hendrick, we're going to talk about your upbringing. What was that like yeah, for you? And let's reflect a little bit on that. Yeah. What was that like for you? Yeah, 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 man. So um, as I said, my mom is, shout out to my mom. She's a, a, a trailblazer, man. Um, but, uh, you know, growing up in small Quincy, Florida, man, love Quincy, shout out 850, 7,000 people, 7, people, literally. My wow. uh, my uh, road to get to my house was a dirt road for many years. So really? literally, <laughs> grew up in like wow. the country, country. Mm, and we mm. actually at one point lived in the state of Georgia. We were so close to the Florida Georgia line that we lived in the state of Georgia. Georgia, like for literally so many, uh, so many years, and it was just so close. Really, uh, but I just remember as a child, um, you know, just really one, um, just being grateful, but also two, um, just also excited to see the world, wanting to see different opportunities, uh, mm-hmm. wanting to travel. And man, when I tell you, once my mom helped me get enrolled in the Trio program, and shout out to my god sister Valtrice Ford. Who, who brought it to uh, to my mom um, or to us as a family. Um, but, you know, I got involved in TRIO and it really just, man, the exposure for me. I think that was really one of the things, you know, I remember growing up, and like I said, I grew up in the country, so we found things to make it happen. You know, we found mm. some bricks, we found some <laughs> some some tree leaves or whatever. We were outside, we were creative, we made our right. fun. We'd be in the middle of the woods <laughs> building random forts and, and mm, right, you know, right. running through the cornfield. And literally, there's like this picture. I I have to find it. It's like the picture of me, my sisters, and my cousins. And we mm. literally are like in our yard, <laughs> barefoot. T-shirts about dirty, yeah. mud face, you know, just like living our best life <laughs> as kids. And so I feel like I had one of those childhoods that was so about uh, the imagination and being creative. And I think that's the Lord has really used that to kind of like come out in my in my life. Not because I was like, I felt like I got a chance to dream and, mm-hmm. and kind of build and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then when I got into Upper Bound and I just saw potential, man, I just saw like what I could do, the things that I could get exposed to. Yeah. Uh, uh, my alma mater, uh, my where I got my bachelor's degree, uh, University of Florida, I never saw myself going there. And yeah. as a matter of fact, when I um, actually had applied, I only had applied because we went on a tour there. We went on a uh, tour there with Upper Bound, got a chance to see the campus, all that kind of stuff. And so I was like, okay, maybe I can do this. You know, maybe I can actually go there and be successful. Mm-hmm. And then when I applied, I still didn't think I was going to get it. So I kind of started psyching myself out and I was kind of psyching other people out too. I was like, yeah, it's like, who needs to go to UF? <laughs> Mm. I need to go there. <laughs> Whatever. We'll so you're already kind of like you know, so in was, your mind checking out. 
Yeah, basically, I was kind of checking myself out. So if I got the denial letter, it didn't hurt as much, right? And so, <laughs> so when I got the acceptance, I was like, oh, my gosh, I got in. <laughs> Wait, we did this. And then the, the funniest, I think the most funniest thing about my entering college experience was that literally, like, I tell you no lie, Juan, like, I had gotten, not only got into University of Florida, I got a, a full-ride scholarship. Oh, but wow. check this. Yeah. They sent the letter to my house. Mm-hmm. The letter was sitting in my house on like our, our TV entertainment center for like two weeks. And at really? that point, I guess we just weren't really weren't checking the mail. People were just yeah. getting mail out the mailboxes. My house was full of people. So yeah. everybody was always touching stuff and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and so it was literally <laughs> just sitting on the TV entertainment center. I'm like, Kendrick Murray. So I opened it. And my, me and my mom had already talked once I got accepted. We're like, man, well, this would be a great opportunity, but, you know, mm-hmm. we need you to find some scholarship money. Like, you mm-hmm. got to, you know, we want to make this an easy college experience for you and stuff like that. Yeah. So, like, I'm like, all right, well, perfect. We'll figure it out. You know, I was like, at my backup plan, I'll go to UWF. They're offering me, like, a, you know, more scholarship money. We'll go there. But then um, I checked the... Uh, Check the entertainment. I'm like, wait, what is this? So I open the letter. They're like, yeah, this is a full ride scholarship. I'm like, wait, what? Oh, yeah. Just sitting there for two weeks on my entertainment center. Nobody in the house said nothing. <laughs> Nobody's like, hey, you got a letter from oh my gosh. Florida. It was just hanging out. <laughs> so, so I reached out immediately because, you know, back then computers weren't what they were. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> no. And now, you know, and I grew up in the country, like we're, like I said, we're low income. So we didn't have like regular internet access for a while, all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, I'm calling the phone lines. I'm trying to, you know, find out. I the portals. <laughs> trying to get the money because i'm like wait what yeah so so ended up finding i received the uh matching Florida opportunity scholarship program so shout out to mfos for literally helping to fund uh support my college education uh shout out to the office of academic support as well to oas and the aim program um, because i did a summer bridge program and basically they worked with me all four years as well too so just that extra level of support from those two offices man truly truly made a difference in college but it was like I almost missed it <laughs> because yeah. literally there's a deadline that you have to let them know if you're yeah, coming, all yeah. this kind of stuff. So like the Lord literally just worked it out. Like, yeah, I don't know what would have happened if I would have missed that. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what is this random letter for you? I'm sitting on the entertainment center. So. <laughs> you, you were destined to find it and and still call it in and say, hey, I, I need this scholarship. Right. You know, that's where I bet my wife at, man. So it's like. How would that we're gonna miss the opportunity? <laughs> miss the college Destiny. sweetheart, man. <laughs> Destiny. Um, De Kendrick, how would your family describe you? Yeah, I think my family would describe me. Um, and I say I say this not from my side, but I say this from their eyes. They would call me like presidential or something. They're always presidential. Like, Whoa. They they're always like, you should have run for president or something. I'm like, no. <laughs> that is not an ambition of mine. We are okay here. <laughs> but I think I think they're just like super, super excited to, you know, kind of see me and my journey and different things mm-hmm. like that. Because like I said, you know, we we came from a, a low income home and different things like that. And so my my mom, my sisters, uh my, my extended family, they've just kind of seen me just really uh go out and accomplish my goals and my dreams. 
Um, and it's just, it's hilarious. Like um, when I, I sent them the pictures of the, the recent taping at uh, NCCU and they're like, mm. you should run for president. I'm like, no, no not at all. <laughs> it's not what we're doing. Uh, but they just, they just think so highly of me. And I'm like, guys, I'm just a human awesome. being just like you all. And I, I appreciate the love. And my sisters, man, they're super awesome. My mom is so awesome. Both of my sisters um, have gone on to finish their bachelor's degrees. They both went to Florida A&M University. Mm-hmm. Um, and they both are working on master's degrees as well, too. That's amazing. Um, and so literally, man, I'm telling you, like, college really just became a passport for our family. And um, just a, a, a tremendous, tremendous uh, blessing for us and in, in just opportunity. So, Man, it's 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 I'm I'm just super thoughtful, thoughtful and thankful to God for that. That's wonderful. So being in elementary and middle school and high school, what was your feeling about school? Was it something you gravitated toward automatically? Yes. So I okay. so I love math. Mm-hmm. Reading, oh my gosh, and writing, no, <laughs> those those were not my thing. So like it was so crazy though. Even when like I uh, I recently wrote these uh, upper bound grants, I was like really proud of myself because mm-hmm. reading and writing, writing were not my thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know they were not my things. Like every time, I mean, I would always you know be proficient in it and stuff like that, and you know. But man, when I tell you, I was like, uh, enough. And I only read because I wanted those little Pizza Hut coupons they used to give out back in the day. <laughs> oh my gosh, a throwback. Call back to that. <laughs> right. You read a certain number of books, you get the Pizza Hut. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, bet my mom's not going to buy me Pizza Hut. Let me just go ahead and read these books so I can get the Pizza Hut. <laughs> hey, that's what made it score pizza. Get good. Right there, I'm, I'm right. Yeah, so built the skill. You know, you built the skill unknowingly. <laughs> so that's another nugget, guys. Like there you go. Sometimes you don't know. Just do something. You know, build the skill. <laughs> It'll help I, in the long run. I don't know. I think I, I think we're uh, we're following each other on Instagram. But I saw a recent post, a meme. It said that uh, Pizza Hut should bring back the Pizza Hut per book or get a pizza mm-hmm. personal pan pizza per book for adults. Exactly. I would be right there, man. I'm I'll be you. I'll be all over it. But literally, man, that's totally it. You know, and I just remember, you know, literally growing up and I'm like, mm, can do without this reading stuff. But they said pizza house, I'll bet we're gonna read these books. <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be accelerated reader. That's, that's what there you go. Candy. We're gonna get these book points. <laughs> Incentive, math, right? I was like, perfect, sign me up, you know. Like, let's do this math, you know. But that that reading. Yeah, that, that English man. I was like, mm, somebody else can do this for me. They can figure this out. <laughs> but by the time I got to college, you know, I just realized that it was going to be a part of my life. The incentive then became the grade, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's either you're going to pass or fail. You know, once right. you get to and 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 you know, my my major where I ended up was family youth and community sciences, and so mm-hmm. I felt like it was this perfect mix for me of like what I love to do family, youth, you know, youth programming, uh, young adult programming, all that kind of stuff. So it was like perfect for me. And I had to write a lot of papers. Yeah. <laughs> so it, was, it really you pushed you on your English. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember literally writing papers and yeah. and learning all about uh, the, the four horsemen and, you wow. know, all these different things and all that kind of stuff. And so I had to be ready. Yeah. And uh, I think it definitely was definitely training for this era of my career. <laughs> <laughs> Um, next question for you is, what do you remember most about middle school? 
Oh my gosh. So middle school in particular? Mm-hmm. Man. So I remember, okay, this is this is probably not like a, a fan favorite for some, but my sister and my cousin, they are like, oh my gosh, when I tell you they have had my back for forever. Mm. And they're literally, <laughs> I was like the only male in our house, but mm -hmm. they really just felt this urge to protect me. And they were younger oh. than me. <laughs> so I remember, I never forget. I think I was, I had to be in seventh grade, uh -huh. either in seventh or eighth grade, because they were new to like high school or new to the middle school. And uh -huh. something happened where this kid was like trying to fight me or something like that and yeah. they remember they just went to try to fight him like they were like you're not gonna kill my brother <laughs> like, we... <laughs> and for some reason that is like this vivid memory yeah that that and that wow. that science class and science class doing something yeah. with mold i haven't we, oh. we made like these little mold uh I think we were trying to see, I guess, what, what how long it takes something to mold and oh, then like yeah, yeah, yeah. studying like the fungi and all that kind of stuff. So uh -huh. we took like a whole bunch of like random items like chips and, you know, honey buns and all this kind of stuff. And everybody had to create like these little Petri dishes <laughs> where they literally <laughs> let it mold for like half of the semester. Oh my God. <laughs> so that you can go back and look and see yeah. what is the, oh my gosh, they probably should sanitize the high school. I'm not even going to say what the, high school, <laughs> the middle school is, but it's sat there for some time <laughs> we go back and we like look at it yeah be like okay i guess i got a little bit more mode here yeah. <laughs> so those are like two members that i will not forget i don't know why i have no idea why those two came to mind <laughs> something of a health hazard maybe at your at your former middle look, school maybe that's <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness um DeKendrick so how how did you learn about the trio talent search program how did that come about for you yeah so oh okay so I remember being in middle school so that's when I joined talent search I was in middle school and I was a part of uh what do you call it the beta club which is kind of mm, like one of that? those honor society deals or something oh, like okay, that okay and uh they had uh I believe they had brought it up about you know college you know college opportunities different things and stuff like that and I remember they would literally pick us up um, from the school and they would bus us over to Florida A&M University. So shout out mm -hmm. to FAMU. Um, and we'd like, you know, sit and learn about different things about, you know, college going process and, you know, some life skills and all that mm -hmm. kind of good stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, um, you know, of course, feed us lunch. So I was always down for the free food, man. I'm like, perfect. Yeah, feed me. <laughs> you know, so that's why I love to provide our students food. I'm like, well, let's get you some breakfast. Let's get yeah. some lunch. There you go. Make sure the stomach is satisfied. <laughs> you know, you'll, you'll be a happy camper. Yeah. And, so, and so, you know, it kind of kept me coming back. You know, you get the get your little free food, learn a little bit of information. I was like, perfect. I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> so in that uh, getting that information, talk to us about your experience in talent search. What was that like for you? Yeah, no, I, I'll never forget. Um, I can't remember her name for the life of me right now, but she would always stand up front. She mm. would just be talking to us. And this her. Oh, my gosh. You know, the talent search are like large programs. So yeah, I just remember there being like, oh. 30, 40, 50 minimum students in that. It was like a cabin, some kind of like cabin lodge little deal that they had mm. set up. And she'd just be talking to us about, you know, different things and, and just kind of making sure that we had information to be successful. And as middle schools, you know, there's only so much you could 
kind of retained oh, <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. towards the college <laughs> at that point but she was really just sowing those seeds you know um mm, and mm -hmm. you know just always there always with a nice spirit all that kind of stuff um and I feel like it really it really um just did wonders for for that introduction to college for me because um at that point my mom wasn't in school you know um none of my um i believe yeah none of my uncles and my aunts had gone to college at that point as well too i believe um and so you know really this was like that that first introductory you know especially to outside of careers outside of like the military careers right. outside of like our local um local homegrown um careers right there in uh Quincy Florida so it was really just this opportunity for ex exposure mm -hmm. um and i i really feel you know i'm echoing that again but i feel like exposure really was one of those change agents in my life you know seeing the potential and the things that i could be so shout out to uh famu ets and shout out to their current director miss uh Sinovia williams uh <laughs> she does an amazing job with that program so shout out to her and the team there that's wonderful uh so going to talent search going to college then must have been a real priority at this point for you is that accurate in my assessment or not really oh. It was, man. It became like this, this super priority, like, okay, you have to get to college. You have to, you know, um, you know, see what you can kind of get out of going to college. You know, you have to take this right. opportunity. And whether that looks like going to a college that's local, you know, because I had applied to Florida State, applied to FAMU, yeah. applied to like, uh, was it Emory or Mer no, Mercer University, FAU, all these kind of schools and stuff like that. But you have to you have to get out there and see what it can bring for you. And it just became this priority that it, I was going to somebody's college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't know who I was going to at first, but somebody was going to help me <laughs> get to their college. There you go. Well, they want to turn. I was going to be knocking on the door. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so you remind me uh, of, of some of the interviews that I've already conducted with other trio participants uh -huh. that, that have that similar attitude of, you know what? I'm going to go to college. Don't know how yet. Don't know how it's going to happen. It's going to happen, though. Exactly. Exactly. Like somebody's going to help me work it out. Mm -hmm, Somebody mm -hmm. help me find some money. If I have to take out some loans, you know, and, and, and back then, you know, I was like, I wasn't pro loan at all. You know what I'm saying? But I, I became like, well, if that's what I'm going to have to do, I have to figure something out, you know, mm -hmm. you know, or at least, you know, that's why I, I tell my students all the time, like sometimes you just got to figure out life, <laughs> you right. know, and go try to get the money. But, you know, right. if you got to figure it out and start the journey. Do what you got to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. What stood out to you about being in talent search? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just, again, that that care and that attention, um, you know, especially being a middle schooler. I think that um, just having the, those extra set of eyes on you of people just wanting you to be successful. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, the movie Hidden Figures. I did. But yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. Like I know trio directors to being like hidden figures, right? Like they're like behind mm, the scenes, yeah. you know, really supporting and anchoring like people in, you know, until like their their next chapters of their lives. Even while in college, before college, and then even after college, like I still keep in contact with like literally my whole upper bound people. That's amazing. People, you know, like yeah. the, the current talent search program people at, at FAMU. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Maxwell just saw him at COE this past September. Wow. You know, yeah. you know, so I still keep in contact with these people. And it's so funny because I'll never forget. I went to my one of like my first trainings when I first uh, became a trio staff member at Jacksonville University. Uh -huh. And in the uh, the training, Mr. Maxwell said, you know, I just took Mr. Murray off my APR this year. <laughs> <laughs> so like, oh, my gosh. 
about it in those ter- in those terms, right? The reporting, right? And to be, oh yeah, we phased you out of your our records we just now. Phased <laughs> you out, like. <laughs> so it's like it's like you know they're they're such great people, man, and you know I can always call them to bounce ideas. I can always call them uh, to you know to chat. Uh, a shout out to specifically the FSU Upper Bound program too, because we're actually they're working on a reunion for like oh, all really? of the uh, wow. Upper Bound classes going back to like 1997 or something Whoa. like that. Um, and so uh, they just had a meeting last week. I jumped on for that for like towards the end. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Charlie Davis and and Thurston Ward and uh, Deontay uh, Brown. He's the uh, uh, director and uh, assistant dean over their uh, care program at FSU. Uh, so they're working on some stuff there, but. Man, like <laughs> I think I think that's really what stood out about talent search is this that care, that concern, mm. and like I said, just being hidden figures. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. That's a that's a great analogy. Uh, what about uh, something that you learned while being in talent search? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I learned definitely the 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 groundbreaking of college. Like um, when you think about like the types of colleges, when you think about the um, you know the the cost benefit <laughs> of going to yeah. college, right? You know, um, I don't know if we talk about that to students enough, but I mean, just the amount of opportunities that you can have from doors opening, from the, your various degrees, you know, different things and stuff of that nature. I feel like talent search was like that first groundbreaking piece that I I, I got that knowledge of. Okay, this is this is this is what a college degree can do for you. Mm-hmm. And then also, I feel like um, just even just talking about like the different life skills and stuff like that. Like I remember sitting, like I said, in that little cabin, <laughs> you know, going over just different like life skills and different things and stuff like that. And just making sure that we had and as a matter of fact, financial literacy. I think that was my first taste of like talking mm. about financial literacy and mm-hmm. the importance of money and different things and stuff like that with being um, in talent searching and, and definitely, you know, just that support. Yeah. Amazing. Um, very quickly. When did you know your time was up with talent search or did, was there a transition phase there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was more so when I started high school. Um, mm. So right before I actually started high school, I started upper bound the summer before I started high school. And I was oh, actually wow. one of only four freshmen. So they really? had traditionally not accepted freshmen for the summer right. or, or very low numbers or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And so I was one of four freshmen and they let all four of us actually stay on campus too, you know, as a part of like no the summer way. program with everyone, which was like, it was so foundational for me um, because it was kind of like this introduction. And so I kind of phased out a talent search, um, you know, mm-hmm, again, mm-hmm. avoiding duplication of services and all right, that kind right, of right. stuff. Right, right. Um, and uh, started uh, with Upper Bound going into that summer um, and continued on with um, FSU's Upper Bound program until I graduated from high school. And I just felt like it was kind of like that that pass off, right? You know, we do mm-hmm. that. We sit a lot when we transition the students from uh, from high school to college. But mm-hmm. it was kind of like that soft pass off as well, too, from middle school to high school. And, you know, how can you receive, um, you know, some more intensive support, uh, some more hands on support as you get ready to navigate this beast called high school? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> high school can be very daunting. So talk to us about your time in high school. What was that like for you? Yeah, 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 man. So I remember, man, high school was like one of those things where uh, if it if it wasn't for the additional support of Upper Bound, I feel like I could have easily gotten lost <laughs> in the midst mm-hmm. of it. Um, I remember being a being a freshman and it just feeling a little bit overwhelming first getting there. 
Um, I was also kind of like this. I was like outgoing, but I was shy at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like this. An introvert is extrovert. Yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, so I was ready to get to know people but at the same time. Like, oh, my gosh, this school is huge. You know, mm-hmm. and huge for me was our huge wasn't even over a thousand people, but it was different from like our middle school, right. you know, where I knew everybody. I had heard some of the things like how they threw freshmen in trash cans. And, like, oh, wow. kind of yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, maybe somebody was just pulling my leg. But I was like, oh right. my gosh, what is this going to be like? <laughs> so our people starting high school, like freaking out, you know. You, uh, yeah, you conjure all these uh, right things in your mind. You're thinking, high school sounds like a nightmare as a middle schooler. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember getting there and I'm like, oh my gosh, walking through the big gate. And our high school had this really huge open courtyard. Like mm-hmm. our high school was actually built in kind of like a square. Mm-hmm. So like basically the outside and the, the courtyard by itself was probably like five football fields or something like that. Like it was wow. huge. Um, and so huge. I remember getting off the bus. You have to walk through the gate. And all you see is this big open space. Oh my gosh. Crowds of people and all this kind of stuff. So I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this? <laughs> so I'm trying to find people that I knew in middle school. You know, we had yep. to, I went yeah. from wearing uniforms every day in middle school <laughs> and now I had to choose clothes and I'm trying to figure this out. That's been an <laughs> odd transition. Yeah, it was just like all these transitions. But I'm like super happy that, yeah, Upper Bound literally started. I want to say if it didn't start that first week of school, it definitely started that second week. And mm-hmm, so like mm-hmm. I had this consistency that I could kind of get back to, you know, every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, our Upper Bound staff members are there after school, you know, meeting with us, uh, helping us with tutoring, math, writing, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it kind of created some sense of normalcy for me <laughs> in the midst of, you know, that onboarding there. And like I said, I was a, I was like this introverted, extroverted kind of person. So I could do the social crowd sometimes, but then at the same time, I'm like, I don't really know. So, <laughs> so that really gave me the chance to kind of know people in smaller increments and groups and stuff like that. Right. Uh, and really kind of just grow there. Uh, so, so that's how that piece was just that, uh, man, it was a, such an interesting transition to high school. Me and my wife joke all the time about high school. We're like, "Oh yeah, yeah." Do you miss that? Like, mm, don't miss that. Don't miss that. <laughs> <laughs> college, I could have missed that one. High school. I think I think you'll find more people who will miss the college years versus missing <laughs> the high school years. Right? Can we just close that out of the chapter? <laughs> It happened. We don't need to talk about it. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> how did how did the the transition to Upper Bound happen? Were you introduced? Uh, did somebody refer you? How, yeah. How did that nice warm up uh, handoff happen for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my god sister, I'll never forget Valtrice Ford. She uh she had been in the program uh I think her four years while she was in high school. Um, and I remember specifically going to her Upper Bound graduation. Mm, um, mm. and um i'm like oh man you know this is like this is cool i found yeah. out she used to be on campus like living at fsu in the summers mm-hmm. you know they got the stipends i'm like oh bit a little money you know I was, <laughs> so, so i was thinking about all these different things and uh she had said yeah well you know i'll talk to um i guess she was going to talk to the program people at the time and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and so you know i ended up applying and um, I'll never forget Dr. Coleman. Love Dr. Coleman. And I get a chance to work with her all, all the time now, um, uh, working with, oh. at North Carolina Central University. A full um, circle right there, I, but we'll talk about it here in a bit. Yeah, yeah. And so I remember meeting with uh them for like my intake interview and all that kind of stuff. Um, and you know, ended up getting accepted into the program. Like I said, one of four freshmen at the time. Shout out to the Courtney Baker. Uh, she was another one of those. Uh, who else was this? Uh Jeremy Gaiman. 
and I believe that. Oh, and Thurston Ward. Shout out to Thurston. That's like my uh-huh. childhood best friend right there. Uh-huh. Love that guy. Um, and, and we uh got accepted into the program and got a chance to you know live on campus and just really um you know learn so much. You know, especially mm-hmm. this was before we started high school, so we hadn't even yeah. gone to high school yet. So we got a chance to meet all these people. And as a matter of fact, it was Jeffrey Robinson. Jeffrey Robinson. If you listen to this podcast, Jeffrey was the one that told me that they threw freshmen in the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> so, that stuck with me. He told me that summer. <laughs> I'll never forget that. So, uh, so he told me that. But and it was like this this craziest thing too. So uh so I have a um I have a a team of siblings. Uh but two of my uh my sisters, two of my sisters and my brother, uh, we were all in college and not in college, but in high school at the same time. And so he, he also told me, he said, Well, you don't have to worry about it. You know, you're Neodri and Trudy's brother. Like, you'll be okay. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but that but that stuck with me. But I remember um, you know, again, learning about the program, going to that graduation, and just really kind of seeing the effort. Um, you know, as especially as a coming from middle school, I just really saw the I could see that they loved on their students. Mm, and at, mm-hmm. at that time, I probably wouldn't have had have had the words to describe it. It just felt like there was something familial there, like there was mm-hmm. this support there. And then getting a chance to know them like throughout the years, man, like I literally wrote my college um, essay up for the University of Florida about the Upper Bound program oh, wow. and how it had just been like such a force um, in my life growing up. Um, and, you know, my college, my high school career and just really kind of supporting me and how, you know, they had just been such great parental figures, mentors, uh, coaches, you know, they still write some of my letters of recommendation today. That's <laughs> so, amazing. Yeah. You know, just just really great people to, uh, you know, that that really just cared and supported me in my journey. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, that I, I felt like I was just drawn to that energy. And I had like I said, I hadn't uh-huh. fully gotten to know them yet, but I was so drawn to that. I like, so that was going to be my next question of what drew you to that, but I really love how you already answered it because that energy, when you, when you notice it about the the caring about the student and caring about their next steps, that's, that's awesome and amazing. So I'll ask this question instead. Talk mm-hmm. to us about your experience with the Oprah Bound program and what memory stands out the most for you? Yeah, I would say, um, I would say one of my memories that sends out the most specifically for FSU Overbound program would be our senior trip. So every year, senior they trip. Would all, yep, every year they would take all the graduating seniors on like a, a trip, you know, kind of like looking at colleges, celebrating them, all that kind of good stuff. And I remember we went to South Florida and um, just the one, I think, uh, because we always usually traveled in big numbers, you know, uh, 30, 40, 50 students, stuff like that. But we were mm-hmm. like in like two small minivans or something like that. And so it was just the seniors just really getting a chance to talk with the staff and have mm-hmm. these real conversations. And we're about to transition to college. And, you know, yeah. what does this all look like for us? And so I feel like that was like kind of like one of like those those fond memories that I never forget. And I also never forget. Um, so our upper bound programming took place upstairs in the the uh the field house of our um uh, what do you call it in the the field house for our football field so oh, up there in the okay. field house uh, was where also like the dual enrollment classes took place so if you were taking like dual enrollment um so you know during the day it didn't it didn't kind of smell like hot hot musk <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but, but I, I would never forget the faint smell of musk. <laughs> Sometimes when when coming up there for tutoring and different things and stuff like that. But also just the time and attention the team dedicated, man. I mean, we used to sit back there, run those computers, ramp it, apply for schools, mm-hmm. apply for scholarships, um, literally apply for jobs trying to look just trying to find a little bit of everything and they literally held our feet to the fire man wow. like if yeah. if you did not <laughs> if you did not do your scholarships if you did not do your college applications if you did not show up do not expect that stipend <laughs> you oh. know and i saw some people stipend <laughs> on the lower side because you know that participation matters oh no so imagine yeah. everybody else getting their 40 dollars for the month and your check look like 25 cents <laughs> you like oh, no. Maybe I should show up, you know. Incentive to show up. (laughs) Yeah. And so, you know, I learned the value of literally hard work before I had Mm -hmm. my first job, you know, because (laughs) they were really training us up like, hey, you got to show up. You got to be invested. And I take that same approach with my students. You know, you got to show up. You got to be invested. You got to, you know, uh, be committed to to your to your to your your access. Right. For you to, to be able to access these things, but to your overall success. And so I'll never forget, like I said, I'll never forget that smell once sometimes. <laughs> and I'll never forget, you know, just the, the time and attention of our of our staff really to just support us, man. That's awesome. <laughs> so in high school, students typically begin to narrow down their list of preferred colleges and universities. Uh, what colleges were making your list at this point in your career in high school? Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. So I applied to six colleges, uh, uh, University of Florida, uh, Florida Atlantic University, University of West Florida, Mercer University, Florida A&M University, and then Florida State. Oh, actually seven, because I applied to Clark Atlanta as well, too. Um, and so, because when I was also in high school in, uh, in the FSU Upper Bound program, I had a chance to travel two summers to Morehouse College uh, for the Upper Bound Regional Institute. And so that was just a super duper cool experience. So that's where I got a chance to meet Mr. Michael Maxwell. So shout out to him. Uh, He he was the director at that time then. Um, But I remember uh, basically uh, when I applied to colleges, I said, I definitely want to apply to one of the schools in Atlanta. I, I didn't I didn't particularly want to go to Morehouse at that time, but I said, I definitely still want to go to the AUC, be in that area and stuff like that. And so those are the schools that made my list. I think I got into every school except for Mercer. So mm. shame on you, Mercer. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think that I, I got a request from, I think it was like Florida A&M for like an additional a letter or something like that for a letter of recommendation, but I never submitted it. Yeah. Um, so shame on you too, Florida Flair, Flair, No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> but uh, but shout out to shout out to them as well too. Um, I I love 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 the the admissions enrollment and engagement process. Uh, so shout out to all of the schools. Um, but those are the schools that were on my list. Um, I had a had a ping for pharmacy as I mentioned, and then mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. background for for mathematics. Uh, I just knew I had a love for math, and so uh, those schools had most of those schools had good pharmacy programs and or math programs and different things like that. You know and um. I saw myself joining the ranks of one of them. <laughs> right on. Awesome. Uh, how did Trio Upward Bound help you prepare for this college journey? You t- you shared a little bit about what they did to help you with tutoring, uh, running those computers down to the ground when you needed to, to find for scholarships. <laughs> but what did uh, the, in what other ways did they help you prepare for, for your college journey? 
No, definitely, definitely, definitely. I mean, I will never forget our annual college tours, man, uh, going to see those various schools throughout the state from, you know, going to South Florida, seeing FMU and UM and all those different schools uh, to even um, seeing, you know, other schools, you yeah. know, um, and uh, like, you know, in other parts of the state, uh, other schools um, in like Atlanta and all these different schools, you know, so I feel like I just got a chance to kind of to explore. And I'll never forget at the end of every trip, Mr. Charlie would stand in the front. He'd have his little megaphone or the little uh, thing from the charter bus. And he'd be uh -huh. asking us questions like, what did we learn? You know, what is, awesome. what, what is this? What is their enrollment <laughs> number? Or what is this? Or da, 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 all these little random facts. And you can win some candy or something, you know, by, you know, answering the question. So I'm like, bet, you know, like, I know, I remember that, <laughs> you know, I can answer that one. Yeah. And I took that, I took that same thing for my students, you know, and for, for my college students, I actually, uh, like, will do a little one up for it. So like, I may offer like some money, <laughs> like, I'm like, hey, hit a little cash, oh, wow. tell me what this is or something like that. So they always yeah. love that. For my upper bound students, one of the things that we always do is, uh, we will always offer raffle off some money too, but we also incorporate this pic this part where they have to take lots of pictures. So they have to show us that they've been engaged during the trip. Um, ah, you know, they'll submit video testimonials. That's so creative. Uh, you know, and so just kind of like getting them to to be a part of the process. So because I mean, they're going to take pictures anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we might as well. Document <laughs> that's a good way to do it. <laughs> you know, we might as well make this fun and engaging. And I definitely, definitely have to have to give a shout out to uh, Mr. Tommy Walls and COE, uh, the uh, National Trio Honor Society uh, Trio Alumni Association, as well as COE, because when we had our uh, Trio Student Access Conference, I had decided that I was going to give out give away fifty dollars to the person who was the most engaged at the conference. Mm -hmm. And then Tommy said, "Well, not only will I double that." So I'll, not only will I give you $50, but I'll give 100 So he gave hundred. So we're able to give a student $150 at the end of that conference. And so, you know, nice. just those pieces of student engagement are like super, super, super important. And so Absolutely. I feel like um, they really did that a lot, trying to find ways to engage us, uh, keep us in uh, interacted and, and, uh, and, and just keeping their programs innovative. Uh, I never forget, uh, you know, uh, we'd have the the summer step shows and the pageants and all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. uh, getting to know even some of the Greeks on FSU's campus. And ooh, I will also never forget being able to do work study as an upper bound student um, at the student oh, union. Oh, wonderful. And so wonderful. just those pieces then. So when I got to college, I knew what work study was, right? Yeah. I, didn't, I wasn't, it wasn't this foreign thing to me. Of, of what is work study. I had already had that experience working those uh, those weeks in the summertime to do right. that work study. Um, so, you know, just giving us those tangible experiences like that, allowing us to, to go throughout the campus, going to classes uh, in the summertime, uh, coming to campus on Saturday sometimes, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, so really, really, really just this intentional programming um, that really, I mean, it, it really did shape me. You know, it really helped to shape me, really gave me Absolutely. lots of advice and lots of wisdom. Um, and and yeah, it was fun. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> um, outside of Upward Bound, how involved mm -hmm. did you get it with, with your high school? Yeah, yeah. So in high school, man... I started off on the track team, but that didn't last very long. <laughs> Love to run, but I was just like, you know what? Okay, we're going to leave this alone. <laughs> um, but, but I was also really involved in stuff like the student governments and uh, national, the honor societies and, and the different things and stuff like that. Um, I didn't do anything like a band or something. My sisters, they did band and all that kind of good stuff, but I didn't do anything like that. But I spent a lot of time in that, that student government space and oh, wow. student yeah. leadership space and stuff like that. 
Um, I was our high school um, class president as well, too. And Amazing. so um, I spent a lot of a lot of time in that that space there and just trying to help our our uh, fellow classmates plan activities and stay on top. <laughs> I mean, so you were presidential, technically. <laughs> I guess we'll say that. <laughs> Look, I'm just not American presidential. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep working on that, DeKendrick. I think uh, you are presidential material. <laughs> um, can you talk to us about the moment you graduated from high school? Uh, do you recall what that felt like? Or what What was that moment like for you? Yes. Oh my gosh. I definitely remember that moment. And um, it was such a, when it was a profound moment uh, for just it being something that, man, like I had made it, um, you know, it was some, my family was there to celebrate. Um, and, you know, my dad uh, was there. And so um, I got a chance to, you know, a little, little info on my dad. So shout out to my dad, awesome Stanley Murray out there. Um, he uh, lives in Orlando. Um, but around my junior year of high school is when we started to form a relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and just to kind of have him there was so, so, so it meant so much to me. Um, you know, he traveled, had traveled all the way from Orlando to to kind of be there. And mm -hmm. um, I think it all just was kind of like this full circle moment of, uh, you know, just our relationship and the the growth that it was going to have and did have and uh, so that I think that outside of that, that's the personal piece. But also, I just felt like, man, I can now, you know, I can go and I can let's go conquer the world a little bit. Let's see what's out there. Yeah. Um, you know, let's let's get out of Quincy and yeah. you know go see the world a little bit and find out. Because, you know, for my whole life, you know, that's that's what I had known. I had known, you know, Quincy, Florida. And so uh, this was kind of like a chance to step out, see something new. And I'll never forget, um, and I didn't learn what this was until I got to college, but uh, fight or flight, mm. right? And so um, I would always joke with my, um, I always tell my college students um, that basically in college, you have a choice. You're either going to fight or you're going to flight, right? You're going to either right. fight and get through your situation and press through it, or two, you're going to flight, you're going to go back home. Mm. And so for mm -hmm. me, I was like, when I got to college, literally my very first day, um, my mom had helped me get my room set up, all that kind of stuff, started my bank account. I had never had a bank account before. So we got that set up and Ooh, everything like that. Yeah. She was like, all right, well, this is it, you know? <laughs> I'm like, wait, so you don't stay with me? Like, we <laughs> like, like, wait, where are you going? Uh, she's like, all right, well, you know, I'll be back in six weeks. So it's hard in the summertime. Yeah. And so it's like, all right. But perfect. So I get out the car and you know, like one of those movies where like somebody like just drives off <laughs> or whatever. It was like, yeah. She like drives off and like in my head, the fight or flight left instantly kicked it. And I was like, really? Either going back home or you're going to stay here. And so yeah. I don't know what kicked into me, but I came like I became like a social butterfly. Like right then I'm going downstairs I'm you adapted. in the lobby, you know, and I'm like, wow, I, I just was ready to for the experience. And, you know, I was determined to to make the best out of my experience. And so <laughs> and it was so funny because my mom came back like uh like two weeks later. She was like, yeah, we're just in the area. We live like two hours away. I'm like, lady, you guys are not just in the area. You want to come see You're not me? just okay. passing through. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, just being able to the, just navigate the journey with, uh, you know, them and uh, my siblings and yeah. all that kind of stuff was is kind of hilarious. <laughs> uh, amazing. Uh, 
the Kendrick, I know it kind of spoilers already when we did that at the very top of the episode, but uh-huh. what college did you end up choosing and why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shout out to the University of Florida in uh, Gainesville, Florida. Go Gators. Woo! Uh, <laughs> and so <laughs> I ended up uh, choosing the University of Florida uh, largely because at the time, the the scholarship funding, man, and, you know, I'm a first generation <laughs> low income student. I wasn't. So, you know, it really provided me with this opportunity to, um, you know, receive the financial backing to go to school. And I didn't have to pay for anything. Um, You know, the two summers where I took classes and I had to take out loans were by choice. You know, I said, hey, I want to get out on time. I want to do this. I want to do that. And so I decided to take summer classes. Um, You know, I racked up about 5K loans, but that got taken off because shout out to when I became a teacher, they got paid off. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Got to think your way through that. So that's that's amazing. Yeah. Right. And um, And so because of that, and so... Um, I ended up choosing the University of Florida and man, it was such a, a great experience for me, largely coming from, uh, you know, predominantly uh, black area. Um, it was a, one, it was a culture shock, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, going to a PWI, but it also really just taught me some life lessons. You know, I learned about different people. I learned about different types of people. You know, my high school only had like five white people in it. (laughs) We knew who they all were. So, you know, (laughs) but going to the University of Florida, like, you know, it's majority, you know, Mm. uh, predominantly Mm -hmm. white, you know, it was like this, it was uh, this polar opposite of my upbringing. Um, But one of the things that I, that I enjoyed about it was just the exposure um, and, you know, just really learning about one different, different races, different, different ethnicities, but then also even just learning about the different types of black people, <laughs> you know, really? and, you know, because for me, like I said, it was a predominantly black area, but, you know, mostly everybody was African-American, you know, mm-hmm. I get to the University of Florida, you got Caribbeans, you got Jamaican, ah. you got, you know, Trinidad, you got just a right. little bit of every, every piece of the melting pot, you know, mm-hmm. and then my wife is from like South Florida. So she's from like Margate, Florida. So for her, she's like, oh, yeah, this is like the norm for me. You know, I'm like, I've never heard a black person speak with an accent. (laughs) What do you mean? Right. Uh, So it was kind of like this new thing for me. And so I'm learning that, too. You know, I'm not only learning about, you know, other races. I'm learning even about, you know, the African diaspora and what that looks like in you know, Amazing. I think that also is what drove me to the Black Student Union and different things of that nature. Um, but really, you know, I just had this 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 different this experience where I was getting a chance to just learn. And I think um, on the front end, it was just, hey, you know, this is some good financial backing. This is a, a dream college. It could really, you know, do some some wonders for you and and some of the goals that you might have and different things of that right. nature. And man, it was it was some work. Shot the UF, man, y'all, y'all put people to work. <laughs> we will say that you earned those degrees. Yeah. And I don't know if you I don't know if you know, but UF uh actually doesn't give out F's because F stands for Florida. So we give E's instead. <laughs> so, I never heard of that. Yes. <laughs> so shout out to no E's being on the transcript. <laughs> but Man, we work for those degrees. So shout there out to the University of Florida. Put in, in the work. Put in the work, Kendrick. That's awesome. Um, what preparations did you make to attend this college? Um, yeah. So what what, what sort yeah, of preparation yeah. went into so, it? Yeah. 
So yeah, so um, so I graduated number four in my class. Um, I Amazing. think my GPA at the time was like a four point one one or something. So shout out to all these kids now getting five point and seven seven. I'm hearing eight point oh's to Kendrick. I'm like, what? Right? <laughs> like, how do you even get that? You know? But I digress. <laughs> so I graduated number four in my class, and so I would say academically, you know, um, I was dual enrolled. So um, I took classes at uh, the local community college. So shout out to TCC Tallahassee Community College. Um, and I started taking classes there uh, during the beginning of my junior year um, of high school. And so, um, you know, I got a chance to to go into college, one, with a, a good amount of credits to kind of get me get me started, mm-hmm. you know, from the basic English classes. And, you know, when I was in uh, high school, I think my when I took like English three, I actually took the college version. And so that actually counted for both the high school credit and the college credit. So it gave me kind of like these starting blocks that when I was able to, you know, apply for admission and stuff like that, I did have, you know, these courses kind of on my side. Uh, Like I said, a nice GPA, um, actively involved, doing community service, uh, doing different things and stuff like that. Um, and then uh, really, like I, I sold my experience for the Upper Bound program and, and everything that it had given me the chance to kind of do and be exposed to um, and stuff like that. So definitely, definitely. Wow. Um, did Upper Bound help with any of that preparation? Oh, hands down, man. They were right there, tooth and nail, <laughs> editing our essays, you know, listening to us whine. <laughs> I know, you know, they probably got tired of us, <laughs> so tired of us. <laughs> but, you know, they were right there with us, you know, coaching us through, telling us like, hey, yeah, maybe you want to revisit that. <laughs> you know, maybe you want to <laughs> tweak how you say that, you know, all that kind of good stuff there. Um, helping to to fill out the waivers so that we could get the the college application fee waivers and or the uh, SAT ACT prep waivers, they were like right there tooth and nail supporting it hands down. <laughs> Do you remember how you spent your summer before you started college? Oh my gosh! Uh, so what did I the summer before I started college? Yes, yes, yes. So because I had started uh college in summer, um, right before I started at UF, um, what I ended up doing was. I just took some time with my family. Uh, you know, I remember just, I remember I have a Facebook post that comes back, you know, with Facebook. Oh yeah, week. does that yearly kind of reminder? Right, that yearly <laughs> reminder. And there's this post that is like, well, wrapping up, you know, I'm like yeah. I'm about to get up out of this thing. So excited, <laughs> you know, all this kind of stuff. And so I see this post like around this time of year, every, every few years or something, I guess it pops back up. Please tell me you repost it. Do you repost it? Do you like share it again? No, it just, it just, no, I never repost it. I'm going to have to repost it one of these years. <laughs> but it kind of talks about, yes, I'm just ready to go and did it, all this kind of stuff. So just really excited. So it was really excited to see the world. And so um, I really just appreciated starting school in summer, mm-hmm. though, man. When I tell you, I remember the very first day of summer school at the University of Florida. Mm-hmm. And I remember going into the library and I immediately turned around and walked back out because I was really? like, I was like, oh my gosh, I just felt overwhelmed. Oh. I don't know what it, it was about this thing of starting new yeah. things for me that just kind of like just felt overwhelming. But I literally yeah. remember, and I didn't want to look like a freshman because they told us in like the orientations, like, don't walk around with your campus map all open. You don't want to look like a freshman. <laughs> so I, man, when I think about it, people were really sowing these seeds into my life that were not <laughs> so shame on you people for that. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not using my map. I'm just kind of like, 
you know, try not to look like a freshman. Yeah. Walk into the library. <laughs> I said, no, I got to go. So I just yeah. turned around and walked on out. And it literally took me probably until the next week to yeah. go in there or something like that <laughs> and just feel comfortable going yeah. to the library and sitting down because I never forget. So you have does this thing where they call it, uh, they used to call it destination Gainesville where the office of admissions partners with a lot of the uh, departments on campus and they come to like your area and they usually give you advice on your transition to the university of Florida. I think mm-hmm. now they call it like day UF or something like that. I don't know the official name, mm-hmm. so UF don't sue me. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, they they would come to your uh they would come to your area and they give you kind of like advice and tips. And I'll never forget the uh one of the uh the professors that came and he gave advice. He said you need to go to class and go to the library. <laughs> you need to go to class, you need to go to, to the library. library. All right. And then after you go get some lunch, you know, so like go to the library. <laughs> so like I kind of like this mindset when I get to college, go to the library. Yeah. That's it. And that very first day I was like, oh, I can't go to the library. You know, like it was not it was not clicking that day. <laughs> but I got it by week two. You got it by <laughs> week two. Week three, I don't know, but I ended up getting it. <laughs> That's awesome. I started going there regularly. <laughs> but I just remember that. Yeah. I remember. You know, that was in summer. So the cool thing, at least I think it was in summer. Yeah. So the cool thing is that when starting the fall semester, I was prepared, right? I had right. had kind of lived through that freshman starting process and like the yeah. the humps and the hurdles. I knew where things were. I knew where which library was the best to study in. I knew where to get the food. You know, I knew all these different things. And so that kind of made for a better transition yeah. versus if I would have started in the fall and there was 50,000 people there because University of Florida campus is huge. I don't know it if you're familiar with it, big. but our student yeah. population man it's huge like i think it's like i want to say it's like at least 45 to fifty thousand students or something like that so imagine just starting campus with that amount of people and just wow you know they used to always say about uf2 that uh we have this area called turlington plaza mm-hmm. which is kind of like in the center of campus but they I, I would always say that every day during kind of like 12 noon it had more foot traffic than disney had because wow. of the amount of people kind of oh, like walking through and stuff that. like that so yeah. You know, trying to do that in the fall <laughs> versus starting in the summer <laughs> right. was definitely super lighter. Maybe, you know, mental two or three thousand students. It could be more walking around campus, but it just felt lighter. It didn't feel like, you right. know, it was all the hustle and bustle. So I definitely Absolutely. appreciated that. <laughs> so talking about the fall semester, getting you brought up a very good, uh, this will segue beautifully into this next question. <laughs> How did it feel setting foot on campus that fall semester? Oh my gosh. So coming back for the fall, it felt like super exciting, man, because summer was like that, that taste of, wow, this is what college is, different things and stuff like that. Um, I lived in the international uh, dorm my freshman year as well, too. So I got a chance to meet so many different people from so many different cultures. Uh, My room, both of my rooms, my freshman year were uh, Australian. And one of the craziest things, shout out to Justin Hugh, if you ever see this, but uh, he was Asian. And when I first met him, um, he he started speaking. He had an Australian accent. And I was just like, in my mind, I was so mind boggled. <laughs> yeah. You know, country guy growing up. First, I had never seen many Asians. <laughs> but two, <laughs> you know, an Asian that had an Australian accent. Oh, that so would like, not register. In my head, I was just mind boggled. He was like, yeah, what's up, mate? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my gosh. But so cool, yeah. so down to earth. Shout out to Justin. Yeah. He's like a, a lawyer now over in Australia. Wow. So we went back to Australia. We're friends on Facebook, all that kind of That's good awesome. stuff. Um, and, and, you know, I just got a chance to live with him during that fall semester. And just seeing him just navigate college was something in itself. Um, but me, you know, it was just like, man, wow, it's this fresh start. 
you know, yeah. I had already established some friendships from the summer. Mm -hmm. Um, I had actually met my wife in the summer as well, too. Um, oh, that's wow. one of the stories for another day. <laughs> uh, but... the well, we're doing a podcast part two. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, just getting a chance to come back to campus, meet all these different people, see people again. It was like this really, really cool experience. Um, and um, I just felt prepared. I felt prepared to kick That's off awesome. the fall and, and go into it. And and yeah, it was it was awesome. So for many first year students, a lot of information is thrown at them at a very, very fast rate. How did you process that? Because and for a lot of students, that can be overwhelming. Sometimes the first six weeks is the determining factor. They'll say, I'll keep going or, you know what, this is it. I'm getting off. Oh, hands down, man. I hands down agree with you, man. And if it wasn't, again, for, you know, the Office of Academic Support, uh, the Match for Opportunity Scholarship Program, that first semester, because both of them were right there, you know, we had like workshops, uh, we had like uh, general bodies meetings, stuff like that. And then we also met with, uh, we had peer mentors. So I had a peer mentor oh, cool. that during my first semester that kind of helped me with that transition because you're right, that information comes at you like, woo. So, you know, it's so important to kind of have like some things or some people to kind of like ground you. So then that way you don't kind of get overwhelmed and you don't mm -hmm. feel that, that, that uh, you don't feel the pressures of it getting to you because even when you go to your classes, <laughs> you know, those first five, six weeks, you know, even the first week, all your professors are going over their different syllabi and different things of that nature. And so you're realizing, man, I got 30,000 assignments for this one class. And then for this other professor, right. only got two, but they determined like <laughs> 80% of my grade, you know what I'm saying? Or 50% right. of my grade. So it's like just navigating those pieces right there. So I feel like um, for me, I had to kind of really um, tap into those resources and, um, I don't know. I also felt like I was kind of like in that space too, where I was like, all right, well, we'll just kind of go with the flow. We'll see, right. see what, what kind of happens. I don't right. know if that was a good necessarily one to do, but, but I think that was kind of like my mindset. And so, mm -hmm. but what I encourage our students now is I encourage our students to plan. Um, mm. you know, we try to provide our students with planners so that they can go ahead and they can kind of make those self-assessments. So, man, I got this due, I got that due. You know, and just kind of being strategic because it gets very, very real. And before you know it, six weeks turns into 10 weeks. And after the 10 weeks, 10 weeks turns into 16 weeks. And before you know it, you finish your first semester just like that. Yep. So, you know, yep. really tap into those uh, those resources to build your routine so that even if it gets tough, you know, something like that, you at least have the routine and consistency in place. Absolutely. At the beginning of the episode, you said that uh, pharmacy was something that you initially were <laughs> interested in and you wanted to major in. Um, were there other programs or degree programs that you were considering? Yeah, yeah. So, so my big two were uh, were pharmacy and mathematics. Um, I had also considered like uh, uh, chemical engineering at one oh, point too, because I just knew I had this love for you know math and and science and different things of that nature. And uh, another fun fact, I actually when I worked for the University of Florida in uh, uh, twenty eighteen to twenty twenty one. Um, I actually helped to found, a, 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 I guess it's international now, a biological science conference called IDIG Trio uh, with the awesome. IDIG Bio um, Education um, uh, Foundation. And so, um, you know, I so it's kind of like, again, I firmly believe the Lord is always working because I still got a chance to do some of these things that I was interested in and teaching students Absolutely. about STEM and STEM education and just the different types of careers that they could have mm -hmm. um, just 
it's it's super awesome. So I think that's always been this this kind of thing in there. So I've considered, you know, at some point in my life, you know, we have like these long lives. Like I said, I plan to live to be 106 years old at minimum. You know, give me, <laughs> give me some time, Jesus. Um, and so, you know, maybe I might have a career in as a botanist or a, bi a biolog biological <laughs> scientist or something later in my life. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> that's that's amazing. First of all, that's that's awesome. Um, how did you end up learning about the Trio McNair program? Because you also joined that Trio program. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So uh, McNair, man. Shout out to Dr. Samisha Barnes and shout out to Dr. Um, Angelia Browdy because I believe I learned about it first from her, um, and. Uh, literally um, ended up, um, uh, you know, because I had done trio in high school and stuff like that, found out about McNair. Oh, and uh, the other person, uh, Dr. Bernard Mayer. So shout out to him. He was the, um, who don't get me kind of, he was the associate provost for undergraduate affairs. Mm -hmm. Yes, that was his mm -hmm. title. Okay. Um, and now he works for like the American College Public Associations or Public Land Grant University, something like that, ACPO, okay. something like that. Shout out to Dr. Mayer. He's awesome. Um, and he was, uh, he was a, he had been a mathematician. Oh. And so I sat down with him, expressed my love for math, my interest in it as a career, different things and stuff like that. Um, and ended up getting connected with the McNair program um, and, um, you know, ended up applying, getting accepted. Um, but then I had to, again, think about what I wanted to do as far as my research and stuff like that. Right. So that's when I was going through that that final phase with my major. of OK, where do I want to land? Like, do I mm -hmm. want to do this thing in math and just have that be my major? Mm -hmm. Do I want to pursue something different, different things and stuff like that? And so I settled on family youth and community sciences. And so I ended up doing my research specifically about upper bound programs and, you know, uh, program effectiveness specifically at Florida State University. So shout out to uh, the team at the time for allowing, uh, allowing my my research to be about the program. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, uh, very quick, uh, very quick interjection uh, here, mm -hmm. to Kendrick. So my kids are about to come home. You're going to hear the door, door, doorbell. Just now we'll we'll do a quick pause. I'll debrief them like our podcast is almost done. They'll go to the yep. rooms or whatever, but just quick. Yep, we'll hear the doorbell ring. We'll, we'll take a quick pause and then I'll let them in and all that. So just all FYI, right. is that why it didn't good. come out, across as awkward? Oh, no, no, no. I totally understand. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Look, so, we had to get my daughter down, so. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I realized it must be, it's 930 over there, right? Yeah. it's. Uh, oh, my gosh. I hope I'm not keeping you too long. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. Me and my wife are going to be watching, uh, what's it, uh, College Hill with Celebrity College Hill okay. after this. Okay, okay. So. <laughs> totally. I'll, I'll, I'll try to... Um, Ask the questions a little bit more faster and try to get us along. I'm so sorry. I, I, oh, I apologize. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, what <laughs> this did <has> your fun? <laughs> I'm enjoying this too. I'm I'm loving this. Uh, what did your involvement in college look like for you? Yeah. So man, so love uh, loved college and loved involvement. Uh, of course, I was in the McNair Scholars Program. Uh, at my at the end of my journey, I had the chance to be the president of Black Student Union. Um, I had also had the opportunity to be the vice president for the Black Student Union. Um, the uh, assistant treasurer before that. Um, I had also had some involvement uh, with some things like student government, 
um, as well. So I was a party president for some different things like that, campaign okay. related, uh, a few honor societies. Uh, I was also an Upper Bound tutor. Um, so I got a chance oh, to nice. tutor Upper Bound students nice. um, at, for our Upper Bound program, University of Florida. So shout out to Dr. Uh, Barbara McDade um, for when that program. And now shout out to Dr. Michael Bowie, who's the um, uh, who oversees the Upper Bound Math Science program that they just received as well too. Um, so I got a chance to 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 do those things. Um, I, I was a mentor as well too for student athletes. So I got a chance to specifically work with them on the transitions, creating vision boards with them. So all this kind of stuff that I was doing for Trio, I got a chance yeah. to kind of do it in some different populations. So I enjoyed that as well too. And so shout out to some of my mentees who um, I see them also really excelling, like Najee Glass and uh, Kelsey Stewart, um, both track as well as um, softball. Um, and, um, you know, just kind of doing that kind of piece there. Um, those were some of the, some of the major things that I did, um, that kind of kept me busy. <laughs> All right. Awesome. And, and yeah. fun fact, my junior, senior year, I worked at the library from midnight to 6am. So that was, wow, you, you worked the midnight shift there. It was, it was so real. I would not recommend it for anybody. And I wasn't a coffee drinker. So <laughs> just imagine me oh sitting gosh. at a desk, like holding on by dear life. <laughs> And I'll never forget it. I would get off work. I literally get off work. It'd be like 6 a.m. Yeah. Uh, drive my car like from the library or sometimes and I, I used to hate when I couldn't find a parking spot because I would have to take my car back to my apartment and yeah. then like catch the bus <laughs> up the street. So I was like, ah. but when I would walk into my apartment, oh. one of my roommates was getting ready, always getting ready for like uh, his chemistry class or something like that. Yeah. And I would just go into my room and just like, eh. <laughs> don't talk to me i'm like i'm out like like, like we we'll wake up at like three o'clock in the afternoon it was like it was not not for the faint of heart <laughs> oh i hear you on that one and oh so so relatable right now um in, in yes. what ways did uh, true mcnair help you in your educational journey no, definitely, definitely, definitely. I think McNair, uh, for me, also, again, echoed that ability for, like, writing and reading and um, just the importance of it, you know, having to write <laughs> those literature reviews. <laughs> writing comes back up again. So much, <laughs> uh, you know, even just tracking the colleges that you're going to apply to and doing the research and stuff like that. Uh, Dr. Barnes and uh, Miss Rhonda Marks, we'll never forget Miss Rhonda as well, too. Uh, they really, really, really worked so hard at making sure that, you know, yeah. we had a solid understanding of the research process. Um, I remember, you know, during the summer, <laughs> we'd be sitting in our GRE prep class. Mm -hmm. You know, we'd uh, we'd also be doing uh, our poster presentations. And uh, that's when I got a chance to take my first plane ride because I, um, I took my first plane ride to D.C., um, and I got a chance to present at the um, University of Maryland, Baltimore campus. Uh, they did a um, a symposium there, like undergraduate research symposium conference there. So I got mm -hmm. a chance to present there. And uh, another side ironic <laughs> situation about that, that flight. So this is my first plane ride, right? But mm -hmm. this was literally when, I don't know if you remember, but that that uh, plane that was either, I think, leaving like Malaysia or something, and it like disappeared. Over, oh, like, the yeah, the Malaysian like Airlines, that. yeah. Literally, I'm taking my first plane ride that week. <laughs> so, oh, my God. So literally, I'm on the plane. Literally, yeah. country guy, never been on a plane before, all this kind of stuff. My plane is over the water, landing on the D.C. airport. And I don't know if you're familiar with it, but when you're landing, it's like a little bit of water right there. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like freaking out. I'm like, wait, why is the plane going down? <laughs> and they're like, dude, we're just like landing. Yeah. I'm like, am I, am I, no, no, I'm not This doesn't look right. <laughs>
It was an adventure. <laughs> but McNair taught me, right? Yes. <laughs> I got through. There you go. You know, <laughs> had a chance to see snow for the first time. Oh, you know, yeah. Had a chance to present some research. <laughs> right um, on. And just a lot of experience and exposure. <laughs> That's awesome. So we, we got to kind of uh, still talking about McNair because being yeah. in McNair meant that you were thinking about more college, right? Because it's, mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. McNair meant... You were going for a doctorate or I think it's yeah. for master's, but uh, that meant more college for you. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. And, you know, and I was excited for the journey. You know, um, I've always wanted to, uh, uh, you know, receive my doctoral degree. And McNair was uh, really, 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 again, influential in that you know, wanting to help, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about them and their APR. I'm like, how do I help you with your APR? <laughs> right. You know, as a professional now, you know, with my journey, um, but just really McNair was there just kind of like the exposure. Uh, Dr. Barnes coming from uh, having grad- gotten her like PhD in like engineering or like, I want to say she was like chemical engineering or mm-hmm. some form of engineering mm-hmm. and then going into the actual sector and, you know, the works, uh, the corporate America and all that kind of stuff. And then coming back to higher ed, you know, yeah. all those different just things. So just seeing her talk about her journey hearing uh, Dr. Body talk about her journey with education and going to Rhode Island and, you know, all these different things. And, you know, for me, so I was really, really excited um, to pursue that doctoral degree. And, um, you know, even, you know, to for me, I also would love to, you know, be faculty at some point. And, you know, maybe that may not be my full-time <laughs> day-to-day role, but, you know, um, I want to do a little bit more adjunct uh, instructing and stuff like that. Of course, I teach like UNIV 1100 courses and first-year experience courses, uh, but I want to do a few more courses in program evaluation and all the different skill sets and tools that I've kind of built along the way. Uh, but McNair was really integral in that process of having me think about, you know, what kind of um, researcher I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um and, and you know even just learning that you know we we're always able to add to the body of research you know Absolutely. just you know by the things that we're doing and discovering and I never forget Dr. Bones would always say too well when you're writing your papers right at the time where you feel like you have the most energy <laughs> you know yeah don't feel like oh you my have gosh. to sit down every day for three hours at 7 p.m. when you know that you're not gonna be focused <laughs> if you wake up at 6 a.m. and that's when you feel the most motivated go ahead and write then you know mm. so, yeah. those kind of things stuck with me you know so <laughs> definitely 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 wow. it, it was such a such a crucial time uh in my life <laughs> so being in the McNair program you must have known like beyond the bachelor's degree that you're you're current that you were at the time completing uh, what uh, program were you trying to pursue or what programs were you looking into? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So literally when I was um, uh, looking into programs, I was applying to, I actually gotten into some some uh, educational uh, leadership education programs. Uh, I got into, uh, I've gotten into some social work programs, so different things and stuff like that. So yeah. I've always kind of had this thing for something in the the service counseling area something like that um but i'll never forget dr uh angela browdy we always talked about you know the important the importance of your craft right and what what kind of gets you going and stuff like that and so for me that counseling space the youth space is kind of like where i've i felt the most comfortable so i've always kind of wanted to pursue that um as far as like my degrees uh beyond the bachelor's degree is it's kind of staying in the area doing more research learning more 
Um, I'm super duper excited to start this uh, doctoral program so that I can, you know, um, just learn even more. I had, uh, I had, uh, what do you call it? I had gotten access to like my Canvas course mm -hmm. um, and just even seeing like how I'm going to be able to tie like so many different things in and stuff like that. So it's just super duper duper exciting um, to be now going to fully make that happen. But it's always been this interest in, in supporting people. Um, you know, um, our one of our old church models uh, used to be like, love God, love people, love life. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's been one of those things that's been uh, near and dear to me. So definitely um, that that human service work. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Can you share with me the college decision process, process for graduate school? That must have been very quick for you because uh, you have a very narrow window usually to apply for graduate school, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so literally, um, it's it's such a, a narrow window. And uh, what I ended up doing was so I had gotten into some uh, some uh, master's programs right after uh, undergrad. But what I decided to do is I actually decided to delay and um, just do like a, I guess a gap year, <laughs> a gap yeah. year going into to masters. And um, it was like uh, I would say like a gap two years, <laughs> and mm. then I mm -hmm. ended up deciding to pursue my masters at Jacksonville University. Um, but I had gotten into some programs and it. You're right. That timeline is so quick and you kind of have to be on it. You know, yeah. we're seeing some of our students now get accepted to like some some awesome uh, master's programs and stuff. And I think they're realizing that that window kind of comes comes at you really quickly. Um, but for me, you know, the things that I looked at and still even look at now when a, when I've looked into programs was, you know, which programs are aligned with what are my goals? You know, mm -hmm. um, are there faculty that have similar um, experiences that I want to have. So, you know, I have this love for, um, you know, counseling, but I also have this love for like programs and program evaluations and stuff like that. And so, mm -hmm. you know, are there any faculty that have these special niches that I can work with that are already currently doing research? And so those are all great things to look into. And one of the things that I loved about McNair as well, too, is that, you know, they encourage us to reach out to those faculty members, establish that rapport, let them know that, hey, you know, your application is coming. <laughs> yeah. um, and they always say, you know, don't ask them the stuff that's on the website. <laughs> you know, don't ask them anything you can find directly on the website, but find like some questions that, you know, you can make some connections with them um, and see if you can get them on a call, see if you can get them on a, a Zoom meeting, you know, and shoot your shot, you know, have your elevator pitches together oh, yeah. and, and see yeah. and see what that can kind of lead to. And so I took that approach uh, when looking into the doctoral programs and different things and stuff of that nature, as well as uh, master's level programs. You know, are there faculty there that I can connect with, um, you know, and even just asking people who've done the programs like, what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> and people will keep it real with you. I remember I had got into this one program. I'm not going to say the school, <laughs> but I, thought, <laughs> I was able to speak with one of the people in their program. <laughs> so, yeah, so what do you think about this? No, no. And so I said, well, <laughs> that is all I needed to hear. <laughs> that is all I needed. That's all I needed. <laughs> so, you know, utilize your resources because people will keep it real with you. They will. Yeah. As they, uh, what's that that TikTok quote that says, you know, I'll always tell you a joke, but I'll never tell you a lie. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, like, <laughs> that is it. People That's are not true. here lying to you, man. That's true. <laughs> so true. Um, what inspired you or ignited your research in looking into the upper bound programs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, at having uh, been in the program, man, it had truly had this impact on me. Um, and I think I just really desired to for other people to kind of see, 
you know, the the effects of these awesome programs, right? You know, and, you know, as researchers, you know, of course, we are unbiased and, you know, we, we call the facts as they are. Mm -hmm. um, but, right. you know, for me, I also really just wanted to advocate for our programs, you know, advocate for 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 more opportunities, for more funding, for more support, mm -hmm. um, because these programs had really just done a number um, in helping me to be successful. So I was like, oh, I have to like see what's out there, you yeah. know, and, you know, I, I mean, if, if the data came back that it wasn't effective, then I guess we're going to have to report it. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I was happy to, to right. show that it had been effective, you know, yes. uh, we had a chance to do all these recordings with students who had been a part of the program and kind of getting their testimonies and, you know, the transcribing and all these different kind of things. And so um, I think um, it was just really this, this, uh, again, this, this desire to, see the programs advocated for. Um, and I still try to take that approach in my day-to-day -day now, you know, whether that be on campus, whether that be talking to um, legislators or different things and stuff like that, you know, TRIO yeah. truly works, you know. And, you know, I think that the more people that know it, <laughs> the then the more people that recognize it and choose to celebrate it, you know, the more that we can continue to make impacts um, in our nation and, you know, internationally for our students, so. Absolutely, absolutely agreed. Uh, what type of career were you hoping to attain after graduation from college? Yeah, yeah. So um, I always knew that I was going to teach for a period. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, I, I just felt like I would always end up doing something different. Um, I didn't think I don't think at the time I could put my finger on what it would be. Um, but I knew that I had this interest in um, being being an educator and then just really serving people, serving the community, um, you know, and so I think for me, it was just really like, you know, some sort of human service work. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I had looked into, um, you know, different jobs and I knew that I had become a teacher. I had considered a principal and I considered an administrator, you know, those kind of things. I had considered a superintendent at one point wow. because I just okay. knew I wanted to be in the space of working with youth, um, young adults and all that kind of good stuff. Um, but I always had that little itch to support TRIO as well, too. And so. Uh, shout out to my wife again, too, for for her advocacy, because it led me right back to, you know, something that now I've been in almost 10 years. Now, so, you know, working uh, with your program. So it's that's definitely amazing. been uh, a, a journey, but that's kind of like where I started. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, talk to us about the moment you obtained your bachelor's degree. What was that like for you? Oh my gosh, man, that felt so good. Yeah. And it felt super good because, you know, one, having been first generation and my mom had just like graduated like right before me. Mm -hmm. uh, so she, oh, I think, yeah, yeah. I think she graduated my junior year of college. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so literally, I remember <laughs> her graduation, we're celebrating her. Yeah. Um, but having kind of gone through that process of being first gen and just really navigating the college space, I really felt like, man, I did this, like the family did this. This is such an, an opportunity. And I think of anything, I saw the hope, right? I saw like the hope in what could happen. I saw the potential, you know, um, I'm really, one of the things I'm really big on is social mobility for people and mm -hmm. social mobility for families and stuff like that, you know? And so I believe in, I mean, it doesn't have to mean you, you know, everybody in your family goes to college or something like that, but just being able to take your family to that next level, you know, each person should be able to pass the book for your family to grow in some sort of way um, with the generations. And so 
I just saw a potential for social mobility, you know, for yeah. my my daughter to grow up with more than what I had growing up, you know. Um, and at that time, I didn't have kids, but, you know, my future kids to, to grow up with that. You know, I saw the potential for, um, you know, just just uh opportunities for for travel and doing the things like going skiing you know again like i said i'm from the country <laughs> so, you know, all these different lived experiences you know i just saw i just saw those potentials uh and saw that potential is just a, a an opportunity to continue to just be exposed to life um i'm I, I love learning new things i love seeing new things um, I, I tend to be a very consistent person, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I love the, the ability to have a new adventure, um, and stuff like that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Can you talk to us about the start of your graduate school journey? Was that something you were doing while you were also working full-time? Yes. Oh my gosh. Wow. So I was working 40 hours a week <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> while also getting my master's and um, shout out to JU because it was a hybrid program. So I didn't have to go to class every single day. So that was awesome. But I took seven credits a semester. And, you know, master's level wow. credits are work. Yes. <laughs> so oh, you I, earn those. Degrees. I hear you. I hear so you. So <laughs> I would literally go to work from, and I think my shift was like seven. I want to say I started work at 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. at that time. Mm-hmm. And I get off work at like 4 p.m go home um, to, you know, have dinner or something with my wife, catch up with her and go to class literally from was it, 6 to 9 p.m. or 7 to 10 p.m. That's what it was. It was one of those. I can't remember which one, but I know I got out of class late. <laughs> and oh, yeah, yeah. I would, do, I would do that. We had class two days a week, but one day it was always like virtual and or we submitted some kind of discussion post or something like that. Yeah. And it was work, man. It was so much work. <laughs> The Kendrick, I, I, so I, when I hear you talk about that, I'm getting flashbacks, some PTSD probably from my yes. graduate school too. Oh my gosh, it was so much work, and I was like, so much work. <laughs> but it was, I mean, but when I tell you, when like I felt like I, I was definitely present for all of it. <laughs> but when I tell mm. when I got to the end, I was graduating. I was like, woo! <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> because it was real and was you know, real. my wife yeah. so my wife she graduated with a, a bachelor's in political science um, mm. and she's actually about to get her mpa this fall oh so nice nice uh but she's an oh. excellent writer so if anybody needs some help write your trio grants reach out to her shout out to sabrina murray uh, uh but um she's an excellent writer yeah. so again shout out to my wife uh, she is an awesome grant writer. So if anybody needs some help with some grants, holla at, you, holla at that girl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, one of the the cool things is that she is such a great writer. So she'd be like, "Hey, babe, like, could you like help me like write this paper? Like, give me some advice, help coach me, something like that." Yeah. And she was like, "No, you got this." You know. <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, what? Like, you're supposed to help me? Like, help me figure <laughs> help this out, me, please?" You know. <laughs> and so she's like, "No, you got this." Yeah. And what it what it really taught me was like it really taught me one, like, like the importance of self confidence, right? Because again, I had had this whole journey my whole life with with English and writing. I was just like, oh no, I don't know if I can do this. You know, even in college, <laughs> I was struggling and powering through. You know, and so I had that that little confidence. But she really was like, no, you got this. Yeah. And so I remember I would be literally, at times I used to be, I was frustrated at first. I'm like, why don't she just help me figure this out? She's so <laughs> smart. She could just help, you know, do, do, do. And so literally by the time I graduated, she was like, don't you feel good? Because she can say that you did that. 
And I was like, oh, that's awesome. You know what? Yeah. You're right. You know, it felt so much better. Um, yeah. and so, but I'll never forget. I used to be like, come on, babe, like, please help me figure this out. Come on, like, yeah. I need your, I need your review. I need your, your instant. She's like, no, you got this. Yeah. I'm like, all right, yeah. perfect. Love you, boo. <laughs> you know, uh, but she just always, she's always believed in me and, oh, you know, wonderful. always just, just pushed me to be, you know, my very best self. So again, shout out to her. Awesome. <laughs> Talk to us about the moment you graduated with your master's degree. What was that like for you? Oh man, oh my gosh. I was like, yes, Lord. I was so excited. I remember sitting there like, ooh, I'm so happy. And my wife was pregnant at the time too. So I was also thanking God that, Lord, I'm so happy that this baby was not here just yet while we were doing this <laughs> because it was going to be real. Oh. And I was like, and then after having my daughter, because yeah. I think she was born, oh my gosh, I graduated May. I guess I graduated like April 20th or something, April 28th. And mm -hmm. we had my daughter on June 22nd. So she wow. was like, you know, it was yeah. almost that time. And so after the, the going through the haze of what it is having a newborn, yeah. I was like, I am so happy that we did not have a newborn during the midst <laughs> of me being in college yeah. in, master's, in my master's program, because it would not have been the most favorable time. Like I just yeah. knew the way that I was set up, it was not going to work well. And that's largely yeah. one of the reasons why I went on my doctoral degree, you know, because I had to make sure the season was right. Absolutely. For the family. You know, <laughs> but I just remember just being so happy. My mom drove down, uh, my nephew, uh, my nephew came with her. And so it was just this really cool experience of like, man, you know, just to kind of see that to get hooded. Yeah, uh, man, that just felt so cool, you know, um, just Absolutely. to receive that. And it's actually hanging on my uh, my office in my, my wall in my office. So that's awesome. Um, I use uh, all of my my stuff from college, my caps, my caps and uh, my actual uh, graduation caps. They're mm -hmm. on my walls in my office as well, too. Um, you know, just to show our students that you can do it, you know, you can be successful. Uh, literally, even I think one of the I used to have the gowns up there. I used to have gowns actually hanging really? as well too, but now I just have like the caps up there and like all my little stoles and all that kind of stuff, so they can see see a little bit of themselves, you know, when they come by. That hey, That's I can important. actually do this and I can get this done. Absolutely. Can you share with the audience about how you arrived to your current position? Yes, yes, yes. So um, I have arrived to my current position. Um, I, I've worked in Trio, like I said, for almost 10 years. Um, and so um, I was working at the University of Florida, love, love, love being under the direction of Dr. Angelia Browdy. Um, and uh, me and my wife, we had always felt called to the the area of North Carolina. Um, mm. We just felt like this is where the Lord was leading us, um, had kind of had like some different dreams and all that kind of stuff. And so we just felt like this is where we're supposed to land. Um, and, you know, ended up... Um, Finding out about the role, I had reached out. Actually, uh, my well, I found out my about my initial role um, because I had reached out to uh, Dr. Coleman at the time, as well as uh, Dr. Giovanni Felix, and I just said, "Hey, you know, you all. I don't know if there's anything you all know, some different things and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I'm, uh, we're interested in moving to North Carolina. So they told me about a few different roles actually that were at NCCU, but also um, at some of the other colleges here. And so I ended up just starting to apply around. Um, I got some offers at um, another school um, in the area, got some mm -hmm. offers at NCCU mm -hmm. um, and NCCU just felt like the right, 
the right place to go. Um, you know, at that time, it was also close to church, uh, some church family members, some mentors and all that kind of stuff. Um, and man, I have loved being there. I feel like I've grown so much. Um, I feel like I'm under leadership that allows me to to dream and imagine and be innovative in our programming, uh, who trust me to kind of, um, you know, really support our first generation students, our students with disabilities. And um, it's just been this, this super cool, awesome experience um, working with them all and uh, just kind of, you know, being in the area. Um, I've, I've learned so much about myself and, uh, you know, my my role as director of Student Accessibility Services, but I've learned also about so much about myself, you know, as the director for SSS Disability or TRIA Student Access Program, as we call it, and mm -hmm. the Upper Bound Programs. And so um, it's just this super cool experience of just growth and development and um, just pushing and challenging myself, challenging my team um, and um, just growing. So I've been loving it, man. Wonderful. What do you enjoy most about this work? Yeah, yeah. I think I I I enjoy the the seeing like the students or seeing like my staff kind of um be celebrated, affirmed, and accomplish their goals. Uh, we recently had our end of year celebration, and um you know we're able to give out you know stole graduation stoles and and awards and all these different kinds of things. And I had so much fun doing it. And uh, yeah. one of my students came up to me afterwards and she said, well, Mr. Murray, she said, well, you didn't get a trophy, you know? And I said, it's, hmm. I said, no, I said, it's okay. Like, this isn't about me. Like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is about you all. Like, I'm excited to celebrate you. I'm excited to, you know, see you go to college or see you graduate from college, see you, you know, get that master's degree that you were talking about, see you start your career. Um, one of my students at the University of Florida who I had a chance to work with, she now is um, in a doctoral program at uh, oh, wow. Chapel Hill. That's in the awesome. Area. And so she often comes over. I always reach out. I'm like, hey, Luz, could you come and talk to my students? And so she'll come and talk to my current students about, you know, TRIO and what it did for her and all that kind of good stuff. And, you know, how she even stayed in contact with some of the people that did workshops for us. So much so to she was actually able to become a homeowner, you know, like wow. two or three, two years ago or something like that, having just yeah. graduated from college and all this kind of stuff. And That's so, um, you know, I think um, it's really it's like uh, I have a colleague. Her name is Daphne Davis. She's our assistant dean of students. So she always says the hard work. Right. She said this work is like hard work. And so work. I just love that I'm doing hard work, man. And That's I get awesome. a chance to work with students, work with awesome staff members. I love to do consulting as well, too. So shout out to anybody looking for some trainers to help train you teams, go. team building. Quick plug. Yep. Quick plug. <laughs> I got you. I'll be training all summer. <laughs> um, but right I love to do stuff like that um, and, and just love to really see uh, change and, and, and people feeling supported. So. Definitely, definitely. I definitely feel that energy. Uh, you as an educator, you as a very, someone that's very passionate about the trio programs and helping. Uh, what is something you would like to tell or say to all trio professionals across the country? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to say, man, trio professionals, man, you are valuable. Like you are such change agents to society, change agents to, to the future, change agents to, to these, the, this generation and the future generations. And so if you ever feel tired, if you ever feel weary, 
do not grow faint <laughs> at heart. You know, you are doing hard work. And so sometimes it can come with challenges, but man, you are so important to, to the next generation, man. You're hidden figures. And so you're so, that. so, so needed. Um, you know, um, we are, and we're also this, this big community and this big family. So, you know, never feel like you're in it by yourself. I know sometimes some of our new trio programs, your, your brand's making new. So they're trying to figure things out from the ground up. Holler at me, you know, especially if you're building <laughs> upper bound programs or SSS programs, holler at me. Um, you know, we can work together. Um, you know, we uh, just hosted a training, I think it was like two weeks ago on like creating virtual summer enrichment programs. And one of the uh, people who attended afterwards, we had a whole like 30, 30, 40 minute extra conversation afterwards. And I gave mm -hmm. her like my cell phone. I'm like, hey, hit me up. You know, like it is real out here. And so let's Wonderful. all support each other in this journey. So I just want you all to know that you're valuable, man. And you're truly a hidden figure. Um, and the work that you do does not go unnoticed. Wonderful. That's great advice slash uh, information for TRIO staff. What about advice do you have for TRIO students at any level, whether they're talent search, upward bound, upward bound math science, uh, McNair, uh, yeah. educational opportunity centers, veterans upward bound. Yeah. What do you have? What do you have to say to them? Any advice that you could share for them? Yeah. 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 So I'd say two things. One trio works guys. So definitely, definitely, definitely please participate in trio. Please participate in trio. I'm gonna say it one more time. Please participate in trio. We need you to participate. One more time for the folks in the back. Right. Please participate in TRIO, right? <laughs> we need you all to participate. We need you to show up to events. We need you to interact. And I know sometimes you may feel like, man, I got 15 different things going on. You know, my lights just went out at home or this just happened. You know, I understand life is happening. You know, I just want to encourage you that we're here to support you and we want to see you to be successful, you know, see you be successful. So, you know, please show up, please participate, you know, please help us show the federal government that we need more money because, you know, we we we're we're supporting so many students and we just we want to be able to support more. So I encourage you all to please, please show up. Right. That's my first piece. My second piece is believe in yourself. Believe in your potential. You are not an imposter. You are not selected for that program just for any old reason. Um, I believe in divine appointments. I believe that the Lord has some things in store for you. So like, please, please, please take advantage of that and believe in yourself. You can get through college. You can be successful and you can like go and live an amazing life inspired and and you can do just these awesome things that you've never got a chance to do before. And if you need any proof, I mean, you're looking right at it. Like I said, single, <laughs> single parent home, country living, you know, and <laughs> I've gotten a chance to just have so many different um, lived experiences now that I'm just so grateful, man. Um, the Lord often reminds me of just being just grateful and yeah. just the spirit of Thanksgiving, man. I'm just so, Very so, good. so thankful um, because of TRIO. It really just provided me with so many different opportunities and so many different connections. So believe in yourself and participate in trio there you go <laughs> wise words from de kendrick murray uh what do you see yourself doing five to ten years from now yeah so i guess five to ten years from now um i i see myself continuing to be in higher education uh moving and shaking for students um at that point um you know i see myself continuing to grow in my my leadership um, and my leadership experiences, maybe overseeing more uh, programs and different things of that nature. 
um, having finished my degree. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> doing some doing some counseling um, in my own private practices, but also, you know, in some other areas and just really helping to empower the next generation. Um, and then, you know, who knows what the Lord, the good Lord has, but I just see myself really um, continuing to pour into people um, and um, continue to grow and, and lead, lead others. So definitely, okay. definitely. In the vein of that reflection, I would like to <laughs> pose this question to you. What is one word or phrase you would use to describe yourself? Yeah. Um, I guess if I would have to use one word or phrase, I would say that I am grateful. Great. Um, and I would say that I'm grateful because I mean, life, life can really throw you lemons. <laughs> it really can. Um, yeah. And I feel like Man, I feel like there's been so many different things that I've been able to to grow through personally, professionally, different things and stuff of that nature. Um, but I just feel really grateful for everything that I have experienced, but also everything that I've been able to 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 grow from, you know what I'm saying, and, and all those different kinds of things. So I just feel really grateful. And I think that staying in that state, it's kind of like a state of protection because it mm -hmm. keeps you from being overwhelmed by the the woes of life. Um, and it's like a nice recentering whenever you feel like flustered, you know, whenever now, if I feel myself getting overwhelmed, sometimes it's just like, you know, thank you, Lord, for waking me up today. Yeah. Just thank you for like yeah. the small things. And that's easier said than done sometimes. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but true. I found that, you know, when I stay in that space, life tends to feel a little bit easier. It may not be, <laughs> but it tends <laughs> to feel a little bit different. It does. And sometimes that feeling of relief is what we need, especially when we're balancing the ebbs and flows of life, you know, um, and stuff like that. So I would definitely say grateful. Absolutely. So I'm going to reframe this next question because we know that you are starting your educational, uh, for educational journey th for your doctorate. What are you most excited? Yeah. Woo. What are you most excited about starting this, <laughs> uh, this uh, doctoral journey for you? Yeah, man. I think I'm most excited about one, uh, meeting some people in my cohort, my classes um, that are, are doing this as well, too, and really just getting all of the facts, man. Um, I think in my in my current work, I see so many different things. Mm -hmm. But the fact that I now have a book that talks to me about like literally like approaches to conducting like conducting community counseling sessions. I'm like, oh, this is what I needed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, of course, there's all these best practices and different things and stuff like that. But I'm so excited to kind of like read into that a little bit more. Even this other book, um, I have this one, uh, which I can't. Oh, actually, it's right here. For one of my classes, there's this uh, thing called the Group Therapy Treatment Planner. So it mm. talks about every single diagnosis like known to man. And wow. it gives you like advice on like how to like review them, how to support people you know, all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, yes, this is good. So actually like buy my staff this book. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, let's learn some different things, especially because for, especially specifically too, for my uh, accessibility staff, we receive information about students' diagnosis on entry. Yeah. So, you know, we can learn a little bit more information to better support our student population, you know, different things of that nature. So I think I'm really excited for for that piece to to gather all of this knowledge and be able to help to, help to improve our programs and services for students, yeah. um, you know, offer different trainees for our trio people throughout the nation, other accessibility offices and programs throughout the nation and, and just really supporting people in their success. So 
Um, I think that's that's what's really exciting about it. That's wonderful. Um, quick follow-up question, and I'm going mm-hmm. to say outside of academics to Kendrick. That way, I know that you're really excited about your doctoral books and all of that. So I'm going to say outside <laughs> of academics, what uh-huh. are you currently reading, listening, or watching that you would recommend to the audience? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, what am I currently reading, recommending, or watching? Okay, so I'm, I'm not currently reading a book right now but there are some books that i've read before that are like oh i love them um mm-hmm. and i'm going to my little kindle app here Ooh. there's a few good reads out there man i'm telling you i love some good books on like mindsets oh, um, yeah. so one that i really love um uh is that i want to say it's daniel goldman i'm gonna see if it pops up in a second but it talks about like leading with emotional intelligence and then there's one about like working with emotional intelligence like how to just be a person right yeah um and it one of the things that i love about it is that it really talked about the importance of laughter right and how laughter is really key to productivity laughter is really key to like balancing the the body different things and stuff like that so right. even like tonight i feel like we've laughed so much you know what i'm saying <laughs> and it does this thing where it's like it allows people to have these connections it, really it allows does, you yeah. to feel more emotionally uh regulated like all this kind of stuff so um that one right there i love 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 that book so definitely check that out uh it's one called leading with the emotional intelligence and then working with emotional intelligence and like i said i think the author is daniel goldman mm-hmm. um Something that I am listening to currently, me and my wife were actually just listening to this podcast by um, Tim Ross. Um, he's a, a a pastor. And so he has some some really good stuff um, that we hear sometimes through there. Um, I love to be challenged. Um, and at the same time, I don't like to be challenged. So I'm kind of like this <laughs> in, in the middle thing where I, I like my challenges some days and some days right. I'm, like, eh, I'm not ready for it, you know, <laughs> but I love when people can kind of like challenge me to think, you know, a little bit differently and think a little bit more. And so, um, I love listening to Jackie Hill Perry. She will do that for me every time. <laughs> um, and then, I guess I'll say a a show that I'm watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, a show that I'm watching right now. Me and my wife have barely been watching Married at First Sight. <laughs> so that's kind of like that that's kind of like her thing, but I just kind of like <laughs> fell like, into it by association. I guess I have to watch and, this. R- right. And I got into The Bachelor too. So shout oh, okay. out to to that. You know, Bachelor Bachelorette. So I'm really excited to see old girl come back as a bachelorette. She, you know, she, hopefully she hits a good pool of men. <laughs> but, but I would say those are kind of like the shows right now. But I'm really interested. We're gonna be checking out, like I said earlier, the uh College Hill, College Hill Celebrity Edition that came right out on. season two tonight. So I'm interested to see how that goes. <laughs> oh my and, gosh. Um music man. Oh, if people have not heard um uh there's a few different artists, but there's this one song called Mercy by house fires and aja walls and ah i just love that song i can just sit and listen to it and just lord (laughs) um but i love some good worship music i keep music on like it's not 24 7 but music is on in my life a lot yeah um and it just keeps you know me calm keeps me regulated keeps me in that space of like where i want to be um and um yeah i love that song that's like one of my favorite songs right now i can just listen to that on repeat Wonderful. 
Dickendrick, <laughs> it has been a true pleasure to interview you, and I hope to have you on. We already pro- promised the audience that we do a part two, so we need to follow to, up, man. follow up for sure. <laughs> um, so we hope to have you get, uh, happy, have you on again in the future. Definitely, definitely, definitely. <laughs> so we have a tradition on the Let's Talk Trio podcast, Dickendrick, where we have the guests sign off. Uh, do you care to do the honors? Sure, sure, sure. So hi, everybody. My name is Dickendrick Murray. I'm a four-time Trio alumni of Upper Bound, Upper Bound Math Science Regional Institute, Talent Search, and the TRIO Runity McNair Scholars Program. I graduated from Jackson University and the University of Florida, and I'm currently pursuing my doctoral degree at Liberty University. Um, I serve as the Executive Director for Student Access and Success at North Carolina Central University. And last but not least, TRIO Works. Are you a participant, alum, or staff of a TRIO program? Do you want your program highlighted? You or your program could be featured in an upcoming episode of Let's Talk TRIO. Get a hold of us by going to our Facebook page or Instagram and send us a direct message. Search for Let's Talk TRIO. We want to get your story to the public. That was our guest, Kendrick Murray four-time TRIO alumni. Thank you so much for being on the podcast and for sharing your TRIO story. Remember, if you would like to be on the Let's Talk TRIO podcast or know a staff, advocate, or participant or alumni, send us an email at letstalktrio at gmail.com. That email again is l-e-t-s-t-a-l-k-t-r-i-o at gmail.com. Again, a huge thanks to our sponsors, Angelica Vialpando, Dr. Jamie Motley, Dr. Ryan Barone, Angelica Valdez, Rosario Riley, TrioJobless.com, Jaded Electronics, and Student Access. Thank you all so much for your continued support of this podcast. As a reminder, you too can be a patron, a supporter, or a sponsor of Let's Talk Trio podcast. To be a patron or supporter, head on over to Patreon, search for Let's Talk Trio, choose one of four categories to be our patron. A dollar a month is our lowest option, and you can definitely support us for a dollar a month because a dollar a month does really go a long way in supporting this podcast. If you own a business and would like to place an ad on this podcast, connect with us at letstalktrio at gmail.com. You'll go through our Patreon page, become a corporate sponsor, and for $100 a month, we will weave in your ad on this podcast. If you would like to be simply a supporter of the Let's Talk Trio podcast, head on over to PayPal and type in our business handle at Let's Talk Trio. That at handle again is at the symbol at L-E-T-S-T-A-L-K-T-R-I-O all, all together. And you can donate any dollar amount from there from a dollar to a hundred dollars. Whatever you feel like giving would help us keep the lights on for this podcast, pay the bills, upgrade equipment etc 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 thank you all so much again i'd like to take a moment to thank our honorary members of the let's talk trio podcast roderick chambers tony ho scott kendall and susan cramp the let's talk trio podcast team is john russell audio engineer music producer and composer and post-production editor amelia castaneda script supervisor marketing manager social media manager and producer Juan Rivas, executive producer and host. This episode was recorded Thursday, May 11th, 2023.
Remember, your right to vote is extremely important. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode.